Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by The Handlebar here in Chico. It's a craft beer bar and restaurant at 2070 East 20th Street that has some awesome deals that my friend Johnny Summers is going to tell you about. That's right. Every single day of the week, they've got an awesome happy hour that runs from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off any draft beer. That's right. And they have an awesome selection. They recently remodeled, so they have more seats, a bigger menu, and more taps. If you've never seen their beers, go down and check them out. Again, that's The Handlebar here in Chico. Two to six every day of the week. You get it all off. Why would you not go there? You're an idiot if you don't. All the delicious food and all the delicious beer. Handlebar Chico. Check them out. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. Who's that? That is our good friend is Jeffers. And before we get too in-depth, we want to say if you've never tuned in before, um, like I said, this is a show about craft beer and film, and we talk about those things, but this week is a little bit different because we are joined by a special guest. And Jeffers, why don't you just tell us Introduce about yourself. you. <laughs> yeah. Who am Who I? Who are you? Yeah. I'm Jeffers. Perfect. Uh, Jeffers Richardson. I'm with Firestone Walker. Uh, in general, and in particular, the Firestone Walker Barrel Works, uh, original brewer, going way back to 1996. Perfect. And uh, now overseeing the uh, Barrel Works, our wild sour program. And more recently, uh, bumped even farther away from production, uh, brand managing all that, which is another way of saying uh, I'm the official cat herder. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to get a couple things off the checklist, you enjoy beer? Yes. Uh, what? Right. Yeah. Beer. Yes. <laughs> and you good. enjoy movies. I enjoy movies and beer. Well, welcome to the show. You'll fit right. You're in. You're kidding. Uh -huh. This is about movies and beer. It is those two things, which is why Brilliant. we sent you to the theater uh, to watch the movie we're covering this week, Isle of Dogs. But we are not going to talk about Isle of Dogs yet. We're going to save that till our second segment. Again, if you've never tuned in, we do the show in three parts. The first part, we just talk about our first beer and ourselves. Then we talk about the movie in our second segment. No spoilers. So if you, you mean I can't the movie, say the ending of the movie right now, we actually prefer okay. you do. All I right. just love using that bleep. Just a one long. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do get to the danger zone, which is our third segment, and we do cover the movie like everybody's seen it. So if you're avoiding spoilers or you've not seen Isle of Dogs yet, please pause the podcast at that point, go see the movie, come back and finish it with us. I okay. can't help it. At the end, it fades to black. Yes. It was crazy. Just, yeah. Sorry. Let's just I had to that's, give it away. But does it do that? There, there was so many dogs. <laughs> there were too many dogs, which is the problem. Yeah. That was the problem. The too, mayor. There was too many puppies. Yeah. You don't um, get that reference. No, but that's I just, fine. there were a lot of puppies, so I just thought you were going with it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. Well, yeah. now that the housekeeping's over, let's get into it. Yes. How is everybody? Every I'm good. I'll go last. I'm, yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah. You know, matter of fact, why don't why don't we start with beer? Let's stay topical. Let's get crazy. Let's cover our first beer. I'm gonna finish my sipping beer. You guys introduce this beer first. Would you please, Johnny Summers, since you brought it? Yeah. <laughs> I am assuming it's pronounced Braupact. I think that's, yeah, that's which right. you decided that is it's German for brew yeah. pact. Yeah, it's brewing pact. It's a brewing pact. Yeah, it's sort of which is, is like, not, a, like a treaty or agreement. Yeah, and this is a collaboration between our local hometown heroes here in Nevada and the brewery Weinstefaner. Mm -hmm. If I'm saying that right, I think I am. is he saying Fe that right? Weinstefan. I don't know. That I might seems, be saying it incorrectly too. That's I've, I've watched too many German war fair. movies. So. Right, <clears throat> it sounds more fun to say that way. Weinstefan. Yeah. yeah. That's I, like I think that. that is probably correct. I think we should say that for the rest of the podcast. Sure. Deal. Uh if you don't say it, you have to drink. This just yeah. became a drinking game. So this is Weinstefan. Oh, I get to drink. A Hefe <laughs> Weiss beer. Yeah. So let's talk about what we feel when we drink it. 
warm and fuzzy. No, I feel good. It's um, yeah. This is so it's a, it is it's a it's a it's a vice beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we didn't tell you this. I think we are probably naturally going to default to you, Jeffers, when it comes to like don't do that beer stuff. Because like I I am the least qualified for beer stuff. I just end up. It, this is just about us them. all expressing what we think of the Agreed. beer. I so my definitely. my answer is no better than yours. But um, fair enough. Yeah. I think this is a nice example of a of of the style German style. It's got a nice kind of clovey, mm. uh, slightly fruity. Little little touch uh, of banana. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna say, but not too much. Yeah, um, it's, it's light, refreshing. It's got a nice hot backbone to it. Yeah, this tastes like spring. Yeah, mm. this is uh, they, we're, we are in season. Mm-hmm. So this is a great example of a beer that I tend to not like. Uh, the yeast in it, I believe, is the same thing that we get for like um, little Belgian-y. a little Belgian like, kind of yeast, and it gives me that metallic kind of. What's well, like the saison you're thinking? It's of. exactly like the saison, but there is that that sort of. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I think there's usually, a, in my opinion, a little less banana in the in the Belgian style, and maybe a little bit more of what I what I would call white pepper. Mm-hmm. But it, it does have that sort of that phenolic-y, uh, yeah. uh, or maybe a more romantic term would be a clovey characteristic. And then, and I just think these beers maybe they're not as dry. Uh, these they always have to me a little bit more mouthfeel, a little yeah. more body, a little more oomph. There's that cloying sweetness that comes as it's kind of settling a little bit, but the hops don't let that kind of take over. Right, which is weird because so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment. I'm gonna turn my microphone uh, and I'm gonna read something off their website if you don't mind. Whoa, just wait. You know, it's it's cloudy, but you can actually see through it. What is wow? It? Is, is it hazy, it, bro? It, Whoa, how about that? <laughs> is it is it juicy? I've heard that you don't like hazy beers. I do like some. You do I like, like some? like a lot of beers. There are good ones. About I, I just don't think it needs to be hazy to be good. I agree completely. That's fair. I think that's all a, you know, it's part of the myth. Yeah. But it's not that I don't like. I've had some excellent. What are some of your favorites? If you can think of a couple examples just off the, the oh, cuff. Oh, man. I beers or hazy beers? You yeah. know, I'll tell you. I, it's, it's, I'm going to go with it because right now I'm, I'm drawing blanks in terms of what I've had. But lately I just had one. Uh, I was driving up from Fresno on the weekend and I passed by uh, Dust Bowl mm-hmm. and stopped and grabbed theirs. Okay. Um, I love anything that Trillium puts out. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Definitely. Um, was it uh, a great notion? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Was, yep. The thinking, ripe and the, the overripe and um, all that. But I think those beers are better served at their locations. I could see that. You know? I've I've heard that the the haze kind of affects the shelf life of a canned beer. Very much so. Yeah, just because you have so much in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had somebody I've bought a a hazy beer. I know we're getting off subject here. No, no, you're good. But uh, they came to me and said, you know, most of the beer, most of the set, it, most of the haze is settled in the bottom. So I'm going to put this upside down in your bag. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. Like really, you know, once upon a time that was. Bad. shocking right? yeah no i know of of um kegs that are delivered and upon delivery they're inverted just to just to shake re- it up restart it's just all that stuff is it you know it, it it affects the shelf life and stability of the beer yeah and if the idea if that's why i think you know if you are at a location and they're pouring it off the back wall ideal yeah you get that true representation i, mean, tr- <clears throat> I think my concern with that style, and again, we're so we're getting so far away from the, the first beer segment's all about tangents. We're good. It's all about um, beer, baby. Oh, like we, I love pinging, but um, you know, I think it's it. You know, if people equate hazy with fresh, mm-hmm. then it should be fresh. Yeah, and I think the best way to have that is literally at wherever it's being made. Yeah, once it's in a can, you know, if it's just sold locally, that's great. But what we can't affect is somebody hanging onto that, shipping it halfway across the country to trade with somebody else and then maybe six weeks 
eight weeks, nine weeks, nine months later, drinking it, yeah. um, and then trying to analyze that beer because I think it, it defeats the purpose on that. Whereas you could probably take that same beer and remove that haze, and it would be just as beautiful as if it was hazy. You mean just filter it, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or or just or or fine it? Yeah. You know, uh, some settle out. So, I mean, like we're looking at something here, which is obviously not clear, mm-hmm. but you can still, if you hold up the light, you can actually see light coming through. Yeah, sure. I was noticing that. I mean, that's unfiltered. Yeah. Um, and look at the head retention on it and the, and the lacing. I mean, it's got some appeal. Mm-hmm. So I'm old-fashioned. I, 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 it's not that I have to have my beer crystal clear, but I like to have some light to it. I don't want it looking like orange juice. Okay. Well, that's fair, and it seems like there's been such an, ar- I'm going to say arms race for haziness. Like, I, I got a beer, I got a four-pack from Revision, and I love Revision. They're great. But there was so much inconsistency between like two of the cans versus well, the other. There two. you go. Right, and they there were literally like chunks of. Oh, of there was yeast. boogers. It was bad. I it gave you so, one of them. Yeah, it was so gross so, looking. So, so I would I'll be controversial here, and I would say you know at least historically as a brewer, you know you want to show off, or you want to you want to express your skill as a brewer, and one of those ways was to be consistent, because that's not easy. It's one of the hardest things in the world to be. As a home brewer, I'd make something great, come back, follow the recipe to the T, so I thought, and it would come out differently. Hmm. Obviously, there's a thousand and one things that I did that I was un, unconscious of. And, and they, so doing that is clear. But, but you know, when you send a, I don't, I don't know, when I grab a beer and I like it, when I go back, I'm hoping it's going to be a similar experience. If, yeah. it's, if it's different, well, hopefully if it's different, it's better than the last time. But um, I don't know. That, that, it's, um, that means you're just sort of, it's, it's sort of a, a Zen approach to brewing is, you know, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, yeah, I feel And like that puts us all in the same boat then in terms of, you know, how we're making beers. Just, yeah, loosen the expectations a little. Right. So, yeah. I, what we didn't say is that this is a 6% beer, which surprises me. I thought it was higher. I was looking at the, the ounces. It's like an 11.2 bottle, right? Is it, uh, is it not 12? Uh, was this, was this uh, actually. Packaged in Germany, I think it might be because those are definitely not Sierra Nevada bottles. It is imported, so yeah, this that's cool. That's why this is this yeah. size. It is, yeah. I was gonna say, I thought, and even the six pack, it's like a European style six pack. Definitely not mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada. So I, I'm, I'm yeah, really 11.2, enjoying this beer. Three thirty, yeah, three hundred thirty uh, mLs. The rarely seen eleven point two ounce bottle. Yeah, I mean it's something. So he definitely there was a there was a Sierra Nevada representative named Bill Manley that traveled all the way to freezing. Do you? He's not with them anymore, though. Well, maybe it's because of no, 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 no. no. (laughs) I think he just moved on. Bill's Uh, not here, man. Bill's not here. So the more that I'm sipping this, the the less that the tasting notes that I didn't like are bothering me, and the more that I'm tasting kind of the hoppiness, yeah, and the enjoyable mouthfeel of it. Got that nice hot backbone. It's you know, and, and I think I'm gonna just guess that that might be some of the influence of 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 uh, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's Chinook and Amarillo it, hops, and that's it's, it's not even that. There's a there's a punctuation there on the on the hops, which and it's 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 like, to me it's really nice. It kind of it 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 stops the story right there. Kind of ties the room together. Yeah, nice nice reference. Thank you. Um, well, let's let's rate this beer, shall we? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna that. say brow packed. I know it's it's a the the rating thing or the beer thing. The rating thing. Yeah. Yes. So we should make you go first. Every beer's no. a ten. <laughs> Every beer's a ten. I don't know. I mean, I always just go off of like beers that I've had that are similar to it, you know, or just whatever I'm feeling. I guess I guess this is too. We don't really rate it on on it being a beer. We rate it on how we enjoy it personally. So yeah. not by no. It's not in reference to other. No. No. There's no, really no. I mean, I mean, we don't really. I don't really judge against any other beer loose style guidelines maybe but i mean i like it when there's deviations in style guidelines and beers take chances so yeah i mean and i think this beer is taking big chances i mean it's 
it's taking a traditional German style beer and throwing a ton of hops into it. So it's like a flavor. It's got a little American backbone. Yeah, to it. it's got that punch that you don't usually get out of a beer of this style. Sure, but not cloying. You know, it, yeah. it's it's sharp. I mean, it's got a nice bite and done. Also, this came out. This is airing Monday, so this came out last week. Sure. Oh, is that recent? Yeah, like I was uh, at Spikes and they had just delivered it that day. All right. So this is hot off the the boat. Or do they import beer on airplanes? You uh, could. That would be kind of expensive. But, expensive yeah. and it certainly probably happens when it needs to get some. Oops! Quick. It didn't go on the boat. Right. Tough. Yeah, you would think <laughs> boat just because altitude. I mean, that could have some negative effects. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about altitude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, you know, boat takes a while. <laughs> That's true. Um, but you know, I knowing Sierra Nevada and their their I mean they have very high standards mm-hmm. and quality that this, this, was, on, this was in a refrigerated uh, yacht uh, container right. Right. <laughs> and probably refrigerated the whole way and Definitely. expedited in any way they possibly could. Yeah. I like this beer. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. It's great. All right, man. I, get, I, I yeah. I, I would drink the time, crap but. out of this this spring, you Eight? know. Can we do decimal? Absolutely. No, we we do all the time. Eight <laughs> I think point one two five. No, Deal. I think it, I think eight's good. It, it's uh, to me this is a, I mean, and it's I always think of these seasonal beers. We're getting into warmer uh, season. Uh, this is perfect. Yeah, and I do like the bite to it. I mean, the bitterness is is is. I think if we were having a German, I think that would be, uh, it wouldn't be as is pronounced, but I think it's it's. I think it really works with the style. And um, yeah, and I think they think they did a good job. Yeah, I fully endorse this beer. Great collaboration. It's really cool Great. seeing Sierra Nevada collaborate with somebody yeah. that you know obviously Sierra Nevada is world renowned but sure it's one of the oldest breweries in the world yeah I can't remember the last time actually I can it was the beer camp across the world yeah they've done uh, a they bunch collaborated of collaborated internationally yeah they've been doing you know they do their um I know they did one uh f- well they do it with a different German brewery each year for the um uh, Oktoberfest October right 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 so I know a couple years ago is a guy uh, <clears throat> I'm familiar with um in Marsbrow mm-hmm. um uh, so anyway, they, I mean, I, I don't know who they did last year, but I mean, every year I think they find a different German. That's true. Brewery. I forget about that one. Yeah, and they make an Oktoberfest style beer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, I'll overlook that somehow. Yeah, same. All right, so Johnny, that was a nine for you. Jeffers, eight for you. No pressure, Max. I'm gonna say a five, you guys. I think it's, it's probably well made. I just don't enjoy it's it. It's not your style. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and that's I try to be honest. Like we've had beers that you need to leave right are, now. I'm out of here. Yeah, you out. guys just press the space bar to stop. And <laughs> um, no, it's I'm sure it's fine. I do like it more than I've liked traditional. Uh, Hefweizen style beers, but it's still not my my bread and butter. Yeah. I think this is one that would probably get people into maybe enjoying more of the style. Sure, I could see that. Which would be really cool because there's like a wide world of awesome flavors that a lot of people just put off because of like one yeast profile or one bad beer that they had that they didn't like. So Yeah. This could be a good intro to that. So if you're on the fence about, you know, European style beers with a little bit different Don't profiles. Be. Don't be. Yeah. Branch out. Just try it, man. Um, and then, like Johnny said, this is available at Spike's Bottle Shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's still there. They had plenty when you went. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's, they made a ton of this stuff. It's yeah. going to be everywhere for a while. price point. <laughs> Johnny got the last six back. Yeah, huh? it's, it's gone now. <laughs> I think uh, front, frontline retail, you're looking at like a $10, $11, 6 Cool. That's, I mean, that's wildly affordable. Well, especially for, you know... A, this is an import. I mean, right. it's not a domestic Sierra Nevada beer. It's a so craft import. You're not going to get spoiled with that Butte County Sierra Nevada pricing. Yeah, right. But it is what it is. It's delicious. Great. Well, go pick that up while you can. Let's move right along into what's got us hot and bothered, shall we? Mm. Uh, this week, Johnny and I are splitting our hot and bothered. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first or or, or last? Uh, nose goes. Nah. All right. 
I guess you get to choose still. Well, you guys. Oh, are, I was going to put the drivers oh, in the middle. Everybody. All right. No, no. I'll go. <laughs> All right. Uh, should I start with bo- bothered? I like. We started with pop uh, with with hot last year, and then we had it last year. Last <laughs> it's week, been that long. And then uh, we ended on a bad note. So let's start with bothered. We yeah. did mention we only right. do this podcast <laughs> once a year. Up, you know, uh, we all know what this what's what the big what we wrap our brains around this week, and I guess what has me bothered. I had to file an extension. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. I was not ready. Yeah. Uh, I just got married. This is the first year I've filed jointly, and mm-hmm. we just got our got our act together a little later. Yeah, yeah. Marriage changes things. Uh, yeah. When did you notice that you had to file an extension? Um, Sunday. Yep. That is two <laughs> days before tax day. <laughs> I was hoping to get it all squared away, but I figured it's better to have time. But anyway, yeah. So fair. it it looms, it hangs. It'd be nice to have it over with. Sure. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. But, uh, Soon enough. Fair. Taxes. Uh, that's a big, yeah. that's a topic that everyone can relate to. Yeah. I was, I was going to yeah. go that route, I think, for my bothered. Um, <laughs> Everyone's just pissed about just taxes, taxes this then. week. Um, but I will not. I'll go a different route. All right. Um, and I think the route that I want to go is hydration. Okay. I have been, I'm so I, I fancy myself a professional hydrator with yeah. my singing career. I got to stay on top of it. You're a water champion. Yeah. That's what I thought until this week. I have drank, um, like a half a gallon. You guys just both reach. Jeffers <laughs> grabs water. Uh, I've had like a half a gallon of water all week, and I've had more than that in alcohol. I'm not a scientist, but that's not enough. No, no, it's not. So I've I've been low water or alcohol. And, yeah, right. So I've had unfiltered pure water, and then lots of uh, altered water throughout altered. the week. Uh, so I've been I've been trying to be a little bit more proactive with water. As a result, I've had to annoyingly drink water. Like it's, it's irritating me for how much water I'm having to drink. So that's what I'm going to go with. I've had a pretty good week other than that. Did you throw the app on your phone that like jingles and <clears throat> sets like alarms every 20 drink. minutes? No. Yeah, it's, it's, no. Drink water, drink water. I did not know that existed. You should. It's a, a thing. time to be alive. It's super annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm no, sure. that's, that's me. You like Siri, I would turn that thing off. Right. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> drink water. Yeah. I don't yeah. need a robot in my pocket telling right. me to drink water. That's what I have a wife for. She's not a robot, man. No. And she's not <laughs> in my pocket either. <laughs> Johnny Summers, what's yeah. got you hot? Well, mine's kind of a, a continuation on uh, Jeffers. I got married. This I got you hot. Yeah, hey, oh. okay, you did. I'm so hot because <laughs> Jeffers is here. Uh, no, this is airing Monday, so we're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow's my first wedding anniversary. Oh, right. cool! Hey, you so, got married before I did. Yeah, hey, oh, June, June for me. Oh, nice. So congratulations. Thank you. So yeah, first year. Uh, big shout out to Shalena. For sticking around. The robot in your pocket. The robot in my pocket uh, for putting up with my shit. <laughs> that and, needs to yeah. get engraved on something. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm going to start calling her that. And she's going to be like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Because you're the robot in my pocket. She's be like, what do you mean? Yeah. What is yeah. that? It's just it's not worth explaining. Yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> but I mean, the last year, I think I've seen almost 70 movies for the podcast Some, and wow. recorded yeah. episodes. And, you know, she puts up with all of my nonsense. And uh, I think. I, she deserves to be what's got me hot this week. Deal. Here's something. Have you ever brought her to a movie with you? Yes. Okay. We good. go to the movies so. together all the time. You guys go pretty much whenever you can together. Yeah. We actually, I've gotten her way more into the theater experience because I've emboldened her to yell at people when they annoy her. <clears throat> yeah. You know, she's yeah. real like, I don't want to shush people and be rude. So you'd just be inconvenienced and upset the whole time. That's no fun. That's what I do too. You yeah. Know yeah. yeah, except for that one day that you I had a bad so day. Mad. Oh, he <laughs> so lashed out girls. at a movie talker right behind him. It was. I mean, glorious. they were like talking the whole time. Yeah, they, they were literally talking, he not tur- whispering. He, I don't want to get it. It gets me. Oh, he <laughs> turned around and completely interjected into their conversation. He was just like, "Really?" 
And then what happened? And did that work? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did it work. It did. It was pretty awkward. For but then I pulled it back. I was like, no, sorry, never mind. Forget. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Realize, don't care. Yeah. But yeah, we do go quite mm. often. I mean, I just said, "Hey, stop the film." Yeah, just can you? Yeah, right? These guys got something to talk about. Yeah, this is obviously way more important. Yeah. Well, happy almost anniversary to you. Thank guys. you. Well, once this is aired, it was this last weekend. Happy so. anniversary to your for the trip that you yeah, guys have just so gone. So now, when you're hearing this, it's been a year and a few days. So nice. I lived through it. Well, lovely. <laughs> yeah, Jeffers. What? Let's get you hot. <clears throat> wow. Um, a lot of things, but I think. It has to do with something in the future, but I'm in the planning stages of it. That's perfect. Uh, uh, we uh, at, at Barrelworks we're do, we're doing a uh, a seven brewery collaboration. Whoa! On a wine beer hybrid beer, um, on one, two, three continents. Wow! And so we just started planning uh, for this. Uh, what we did is we're we're throwing a festival uh, in September. So that is coming together this week, and so that's got me. Pretty yeah, jazzed. man. What's a what's the what's the collaboration process look like on something like that? So First. it's a terroir. We're calling it the terroir project. Actually, we were calling it grains and grapes, but like a lot of things, when you Google it, you find out something. Taken. Can I say a hole? Uh, sure. Told that stole that name from me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it was, we got to it before. Porn? Yeah. Um, grains and grapes. <clears throat> but um, but we're. I mean, I like terroir project, and the reason I like that better because uh, what we did is we uh, we agreed upon a a recipe. And part of that is we have to use a percentage of grapes grown within a certain mile radius of our breweries, oh. and that's the terroir aspect of it. Nice. Um, and then we you know, uh, time on wood, um, the blend, uh, and so everybody these seven breweries, uh, ones in England, the uh, ones in New Zealand, and everybody else is between East Coast and West Coast. Wow. Uh, in fact, Sierra Nevada is involved in this. Really? Where do they get their grapes from? Uh, Clark- a- Clarksburg. Okay. So that they just, I mean, yeah, that, just barely we, in it. Well, we, you know, we, we worked with people. Um, I mean, obviously, well, where, where we are, you can spit on grapes practically. I would, just for people I would that, suggest that, that people that don't know. Um, so, uh, uh, Barrelworks, as is, and also, uh, so Barrelworks is in a wine region uh, called the San Inez Valley or Santa Barbara Wine AVA. Um, and then there's Santa Rita Hills as well. That is a famous Pinot Noir uh, area, and it's also Rhone varietals. If you go up the road to our production facility, our brewery in Paso, Paso Robles is another one uh, where there's multiple grapes, but uh, known very well for its Syrah and its Zinfandel. Mm. So they're everywhere. I mean, we we stare at we stare at vineyards, and so it's it's easy for us to access this stuff. What we try to do is work with some breweries that you know. And, and this this whole project came up with in a discussion talking about this wine beer hybrid thing we were doing. And to learn that there were some breweries, you know, to have a guy in London saying, yeah, we have a vineyard in London. <laughs> is, you know, what? That's not right. the first thing you think of. No. no, you don't. And so I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. Let's maybe we could get some esoteric grapes and uh, and get people. So we, you know, we were able just to, just this year, we, we, we focused on seven breweries. First it was six, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to represent both two parts of California. Mm. So I asked... Uh, uh, these guys the here, guys, yeah, the, the sure, guys, if, sure. and the you know Nick and Jeff, if they'd be willing to do something, and they were they were on it. So uh, it's about a year and a half in the making, and that's just the beer. But this week, what's got me hot is that uh, I started to work with our events person to put something together, and it's going to be in a really cool location. We're going to keep it small, like four hundred people. Great, and uh, we're going to have some really unique beer 
Is this a, is this a beer that might end up being bottled and shipped out to people? Mm, each brewery, I think, is the whole idea of this is is a way to get around uh, a lot of these. A lot of times when you do the a collaboration, where it can get bogged down is like, okay, who owns the beer? Which brewery is going to market it? Blah blah. You know, you know. Okay, we have different distributors. I mean, it gets that's where it gets crazy, sure. and it can for us. You know, our our marketing so they they, they kind of roll their eyes. So I thought, well, we'll get around that by we'll agree on a recipe and we'll all make our own beer. We'll bring something to the festival, and what you do with the rest of it is up to you. So I think everybody has the intention of bottling and packaging a little bit of this, selling it, and then we'll have some sort of marker logo that indicates that it's part of this project. Nice. Great. So, you know, uh, Beavertown, Trillium, uh, Side Project, Jester King, uh, Us, Sierra Nevada, Garage Project, and am I missing anybody? Is that seven? I, I, I think that was seven. I don't know. That feels like seven. If you count, count Garage two, Project twice, I think that was seven. One, two. Yeah, it's seven. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's. I'm glad you went last because that would have been, I think that one wins the What's Got You Hot This well, Week. Well, it's just, I mean, again, it's been going on for a while, but this is this week got to sit down with our events person, get an outline for it. Yeah. Get the, we, we have the venue set up, kind of streamline some stuff, get the word out to everybody, and everybody's all all jazzed about it. So right. it's, uh, it's going to be, um, that's... That is a heavy fun. hitters list of breweries that you're working with. Yeah, too. that's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Can you just expound a little bit on what exactly a beer wine hybrid is? Because that's a term I'm not familiar with. So it's something, I mean, it's a terrible name, hybrid, yeah. Yeah. but we can't think of a, a better one. So it, it's, it's obviously incorporating uh, grapes or grape juice into, uh, obviously, you know, we call them hybrid because it's a wine beer type hybrid. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's a beer and it needs to be a beer. To be a beer, mm-hmm. but what we've done is really on this one. Some people use wine barrels. Some people put ten percent. We just wanted to push the envelope on that one as far as we could go. So we pushed it up to a very high percentage of juice or grapes. We let people decide whether they want to use whole berries or press it off. That was up to them. Mm-hmm. And it had to go into wood. Uh, and then we came up with a grain bill uh, that we all agreed on so that we would all create that. That's sort of that's the kind com- of that's that's the palette, the common thread. Right. Other than people can use, some people are using local malts. Mm. So there's a lot of ways that people are going to differentiate themselves, but we've agreed on sort of guardrails for this. Okay. And part of that is that everyone is using the same percentage of beer or wort to beer that they're co-fermenting it. Okay. Not blending it after the fact, co-fermenting it. And, um, so for anyone not familiar with it, that means that the grapes and all of the elements of the beer are fermenting together. So, yeah. Okay. So whether that's ten ninety or fifty fifty, yeah. I mean, you could go fifty fifty. At the end of the day, though, you got to make you got to blend back a little beer, yeah, sure. uh, to make sure you get over the hump. So it is beer, but mm-hmm. um, uh, so anyway, that that's what we call a hybrid, for lack of a better name. That's uh, fascinating. And so we've been doing this for a while because we are in wine country, mm-hmm. and Firestone Walker was born out of a winery. We were part of the Firestone Vineyard, and a little, you know, we were a little, a cute little project at one time. And, you know, 22 years later, the winery's gone, well, sold off, and we're all about beer. Hmm. So, um, you know, that, 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 that little pimple on the, on the ass of, of the winery has is, mm-hmm. is, is gotten huge. Yeah, it's crazy. in a good uh, way. Yeah. In a good way, <laughs> yes. If a pimple on the ass can be a good thing, <laughs> yeah. this brewery it is, is swollen. But the, um, so we've always, you know, whether it's our barrel programs, which we've been doing for 22 years or whatever, I mean, a lot of this is influenced with our contact around, with uh, people making wine, and we know a lot of winemakers. We talk to them all the time, and we've, with our wild sour program, we have an opportunity to work with them. Yeah, 
um, those guys don't want to work with Britannomyces, but they're willing to come to our facility and work with us there. Mm, yeah. So we've started working with, um, you know, some local winemakers, and we've done. I, I, you know, I brought one today, which is uh, a, um, a little. It's it, there's different ways to kind of tackle this, mm-hmm. and that uh, sometimes we just uh, use the skins okay. and, and bring pigment and aroma, but not so much flavor. And other times we use the juice. Mm. Sometimes we use whole berries. But anyway, the the idea is that you are blending these two kind of separate um, beverages or uh, or uh, methods mm-hmm. or creativity and creating something somewhere in between. And for us, the, our philosophy is we want to kind of, we want you to wonder what it is. Yeah. Um, we want to kind of blur the lines between what is wine and beer. And I know we succeeded at that when our brewmaster, uh, Matt Brindelson, when we first did this, he goes, I don't get this. I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're trying to do. And I was like, we succeeded. Yep. Like, yes, we <laughs> mission accomplished. I'm hoping you'll like it though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to try it. Like um, hopefully, well, we can try to. one version of it today. But um, just to do a plug, twenty uh, yeah. of September is when we're going to have this festival, and at some point we'll put tickets on sale. And nice, uh, it's going to just it's going to be a cool. Inv- it's it's actually we're doing this where we our brewery was for the first five years on the on the old Firestone Vineyard. Oh wow! So it's surrounded by grapes. It's, it's a really cool location, looking at the mountains, and you know, it's, I mean, it's it's going to be really fun. Huge tip of the hat to to wine culture in general. It's just another, you know, once, you know, people are always asking, what's the next thing? What's, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know the answer any more than anybody else. I can't predict it, and I've often been wrong. But this is something we're interested in, and we found some other breweries who, you know, have kindred spirit and are messing around with grapes in their area. Yeah. And I thought, this would be fun. We should all do something together. That's super groundbreaking, too. No one, I mean, mm-hmm. has there ever been a large-scale <laughs> beer-wine kind of mashup no. before? Not, not in terms of no, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't um, think I'm familiar with that either. And I don't think anybody's ever done this on a large scale. It'd probably be too expensive to do on a large scale. Yeah, um, grapes are not cheap. Yeah, but if you, on a small, and this is not a huge scale. I mean, but this is the first, and we're kind of finding our way. And the idea is maybe in the future. Well, I'm, we're we're certainly already looking ahead to another year. Maybe bringing on some more breweries. Nice, and maybe coming up with some different ideas. Maybe using native yeast off the grapes, um, or even um, you know, I, I sh- shoot, I should have brought it. We actually did a champagne beer. No kidding. Uh, I'll have to try it with you guys sometime. It, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty amazing. It took four years to make. Wow. But anyway, things like that, yeah. or um, you know, maybe we'll put we'll 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 everyone will we'll make a mega beer mega blend mm-hmm. between all the breweries in, involved. Nice. That gets a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Like you know, who's bottling it, who's packaging it, and all that, but. I think we could figure it out. The mega blend of seven different beers. Yeah. That'd be wild. Well, it sounds fun. Man, that's... Um, it, it is. I mean, yeah. it's fun. If you're listening at home and you feel like this is something you might want to buy a ticket for, we will put that link when we get the uh, the invites up. We'll put it on our Facebook and on uh, our Twitter and all that, or you can follow. Uh, I assume it'll be on all the Firestone stuff. It will be. It'll be on our... Um, you know, Eventually, it'll be on the main Firestone uh, yeah. webpage. It'll, and we, you know, it'll be on lots of social media either, you know, if you follow me or... If you just follow Barrel Works or right um, or Firestone Walker, sure. it'll we'll, it'll be out there. So look for that early September. In the meantime, I think we're up to a late September. The invites and the tickets early September. Or? Oh no, I I you know good question. Thank you. Uh, we're not. I don't think we're going to get around to figuring that out until after we're done with the Firestone Walker Invitational. Fair enough. There's a lot of work, but I mean, so sometime in June, July, I think we'll we'll have it sorted. Oh out. great. 
Cool. Perfect. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Something to look forward to. We should try and go. Yeah, I'm down. In the meantime, shall we jump to a break? Come back and talk about Isle of Dogs? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. Johnny, back in January, I was attempting what uh, we alcoholics call Sober January, and I made it two weeks. And the reason I made it two weeks is because you and I put on an event called Stoutgasm. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, and that was for our Patreon people. Could you explain to people who are not our Patreon people what our Patreon people get for being Patreon people? Yeah, our Patreon people for being Patreon (laughs) people get some amazing (laughs) Patreon people perks that are pertinent to your perception. Nice. Yes. So you will get access to all of our swanky parties that include... IPA gasm. Yep. Stout coming. Stout gasm. Post coming. Bottle shares. Just coming. Movie nights. Just came. Yes. So all that fun stuff. And you know what's even crazier is that access only will cost you our bare minimum of a one dollar per episode. That's the entry level, dog. It only goes up from there. Correct. If you guys have never heard of Patreon, it's an easy way for you to support this podcast. You go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema and it'll show you all the ways that you can be your favorite person and our favorite person. Patreon.com. Go check it out. The Japanese archipelago, 20 years in the future. Canine saturation has reached epidemic proportions. An outbreak of dog flu rips through the city of Megasaki. Mayor Kobayashi issues emergency orders, calling for a hasty quarantine. Trash Island becomes an exiled colony. The Isle of Dogs. That, if you didn't know, is part of the trailer for the film Isle of Dogs. It came out March 23rd, runs just over an hour and 40 minutes, and as of April 18th, has made $20 million. It was directed by Wes Anderson, who you might know from the Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, or if you go way back far enough, the Royal Tenenbaums. Before we get into this movie, I wanted to tell you just a little bit about what it's about, so allow me to tell you a little bit about that and the cast. This fellow named Koyu Rankin voices Atari, the adopted nephew of a dictator like Mayor Kobayashi, voiced by Kunichi Nomura. He sets out to find his lost dog, Spots, played by Leif Schreiber, after it and every other dog have been deported to Trash Island, an abandoned and near-uninhabitable wasteland once used for animal testing off the shores of Megasaki, a fake Japanese city, as far as I can tell. You guys don't know of a Megasaki, do you? No. I'm pretty sure I read that was made up, but I don't want it's to made assume. Uh, along the way, he's assisted by a group of ragtag former pets, with the exception of one stray dog named Chief, voiced by Brian Cranston. It also stars Edward Norton, Bob Balaban, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Greta Gerwig, Francis McDormand, Scarlett Johansson, Harvey Keitel, Tilda Swinton, and none other than Yoko Ono. Will Atari find his long-lost friend and find a way to prevent the wiping out of all dog kind by Mayor Kobayashi? Guys, what did you think about this movie? I thought it was interesting, and, and I didn't I didn't really know much about it uh, going to it, So, and I kind of like going to a movie, so it's... Me it's, too. sort of washes over me... Uh, you know, I, I I don't know how long this movie took to make, but what timing? I mean, if you think about what's going on these days, not just here, but, you know, in Hungary, in Turkey, where you have uh, somebody like the Kobayashi kind of um, that figure. Taking, taking over the media, uh, uh, using fear and anger to uh, to kind of sway the crowd, and then coming up with some pretty draconian sure. and authoritarian. And I, I don't know if that was timed intentionally but wow um i thought it was a it was an interesting subject matter and of course the detail of wes anderson and the the 
animation was amazing. Yeah, we should talk a little bit about stop motion poet. Stop motion poetry is it was else. stop motion animation. <laughs> Did you just get deep on this uh, movie? Yeah, a stop bit. motion poetry. Um, I think you've just coined something that's yeah, got to no, happen. No, it's a thing already. That's but a it's, new it's, band name. It's not, it, I think it is a band oh. uh, already. But no, stop motion animation is essentially in this context taking little miniature figures and then frame by frame readjusting them so they make one moving image. Think Gumby. Yeah, think Gumby. Yeah. Um, Only and better. That's what this movie is, and it's it took it must have taken hours and hours and hours and hours and oh, months and years to you, make this. This had to take years. months, and years. Yeah, like so, like I mean, there's a couple of videos we were watching before we started where it would show us how they made the characters move, and and they're probably what like four to six inch figurines that they would and change. Every, every yeah every little motion so, yeah. stop start again mm -hmm. stop start i mean again it really must have taken forever how much patience do those animators yeah. have i could never that would just be i mean we live in a society with instant gratification sure so like just the the making of something like this is such a dramatic and massive undertaking for yeah. people to even like consider trying it it's crazy well i'm wondering if whether we even appreciate this is probably an animator's movie yeah right how we can even uh, i mean i watched it and think yeah this is great this is cool um, but not until yeah. you see like that video we we looked at where the, the behind the scenes you think wow yeah yeah that didn't even really hit me until today when you showed me that and I was like holy crap that's impressive that is impressive yeah I think there's an argument here as far as whether or not a movie is good because so my initial reaction is number one I didn't um I didn't try to read into it too much as for like politically or socially I thought maybe this was just a story um so on that front it was a good story it was fine and entertaining but if it didn't have any deeper meaning that's another thing. And Johnny, to what you're saying, if I didn't know this background, if I thought this was just cool CGI that was took the length of a normal movie, I don't know that I would appreciate it anymore. So I think this is something where um, the the means kind of justify the end. You know, like the more you know about it, yeah, the more you appreciate and, it. Yeah, and the the trouble they went to to make this almost makes it worth making were it were as opposed to it not being done this way. So I, I do think I like this movie more because of that. And I don't think that should be taken out of the equation either. I kind of sound like I'm pushing that, but I'm not. Um, I think I think sometimes the 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 appeal for some art is the methodology behind it. Definitely. Um, so I I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah, I like this movie to begin with, but then just seeing the work that went into it and just the intensity of the labor. I mean, it definitely makes me appreciate it as a piece of art quite a bit more. Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah, I was kind of blown away because I remember seeing trailers for this maybe five months ago. Okay. As as, as long ago as five. And the, the they can they don't hide the cast. I mean, there's a huge cast of people in this movie, and there's a few that as soon as they start speaking, you're like, ah, oh, I know exactly. Like yeah. Harvey Keitel is a great example, mm -hmm. or Brian Cranston, yep. Scarlett Johansson obviously has a very distinct voice. Um, and I don't think this movie did super well critically. Um, it got mixed reviews. It did. And and it, and you mentioned you were looking at the storyline. I mean, a lot of people reading into it. I, I was reading some reviews that really struck me as some people felt that it was. Uh, 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 it 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 uh, it played on stereotypes, or the the white savior. You know the mm. the one. Uh, there's one character, who uh, and I mean I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that. But you know when you read it, you think okay, I can see where you see that. Then I was really interested to think of what if if this played in Japan, what do the Japanese think of this? Because it's mm. it, you know there was a lot of cultural uh, things attached to that that were Japanese, and and it, it seemed to be a little bit more favorable. Uh, people didn't see that either. They weren't looking at it. At, at, uh, they weren't trying to read too much into it. They're yeah. following the story. Yeah, I was reading a couple of interviews by Wes Anderson, and, and a lot of his inspiration came from like '60s, '50s, '60s Japanese film. Yep, and hmm. Japanese culture. So I think it, Kurosawa and yeah, and and maybe it was misappropriated, but I think his intention was an homage. I think so. I don't think you know. I think 
you know, it's funny. You didn't see those kind of com- uh, comments from Japan. You saw that it, yeah. it's, it's, it's us critic. You know, it, it's it, people think it's misappropriated culture. Right. Um, we just have outrage culture. Too, may have been a little too sensitive. I sure. think. Um, yeah, I do think that's kind of neat though. We did a movie. Um, I can't remember when we did it, but there was this film called Mother that came out. Mm. And that's another one that was very abstract. And I'm not saying this is as abstract as that, obviously, but people would would imprint their own narratives onto it because it was so open ended, and you could read into it if you wanted. That movie uh, was wild. I like. I watched Oof. it a second time a while back, and I actually like that movie. Have you seen that? No, oh, it was it's wild, crazy. Um, Mother, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's everybody agrees it's sort sort of an allegory and a metaphor for something, but people disagree on what the metaphor is. And I grew up in in a Catholic family, so I read it as like a Bible reading of of the world. And other people were like environmentalist about it. And I think mm. this movie's similar in that you can you can take different messages from it. It's very abstract sure. and open to interpretation. I, I think the one thing about this movie, which is Wes Anderson, is you know how he, I mean, he's very stylistic, mm-hmm. but he also will just like zero in on some detail. That, mm-hmm. for example, well, I can't give away you, the movie so, can as long I? as it's not major points. No, I, there's I, there's a scene there where they spend two times one all this time making sushi where they're cutting That's up all the fish scene. in mm-hmm. great detail. And another one where there's an operation where there's a, uh, a oh. kidney transplant. Yep. And, you know, you would think that would just be something quick. But, right. I mean, he focuses on it. <laughs> and I, yeah. that, I, I thought, this is, this, is Wes, this is Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did find this fact. So the, the sushi scene is actually a pretty pivotal moment. In the, I, I think we can say it's pivotal as far as what, it's, in the, what the consequences are. Um, but the sushi scene itself, it's you think it's like a minute and a half, maybe? Right. I mean, the detail, you yeah. know, he just dives into it. And it, I think of some of his other movies. Um, and that, you know, I just thought that had a signature on it. It took uh, it took six months to film the sushi scene. Wow! So there, so now we're that. getting so an we idea have scale. So if that's just one scene, it must have taken years to make that movie. Yeah, and it was one of their more intricate scenes, obviously. But it, I mean, it took six months. Wow! <laughs> I mean, that's that's nuts. That's crazy. That blows me away. And yeah. that was that was. I want. I don't even think it was a minute and a half. Yeah, maybe that not. was maybe a not minute, even. like forty five yeah. seconds a minute. Yeah, I I really appreciate an artist's respect to or like their dedication to their initial vision yeah. because it, you can see how maybe six months into filming this, like what we're like we got like three minutes of screen, like, like yeah, like what are we doing? Leave that, man. yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I'm thinking, but maybe every half hour they go back and see what they've done, so they realize they're actually getting somewhere. Right. Yeah, right. to have some form of cohesion. God, that would just be such a monumental undertaking. Like I said, this has to be an animator's movie. Yes, you know, just I mean to truly appreciate. What it took to make this. Yeah. Is this... And the detail. And it was... So the, the question I'm asking myself is, is, was the amount of work that went into this, did it justify making it in the first place? Was this a movie that came out to be worthwhile? Well, let's look at it from, you know, how do we measure movies in the box office? Somebody keeps shouting out at us how much it's made that weekend. Yeah. Right? So I don't know what this movie uh, took to make. But right. you mentioned twenty million. I read something that it was up to twenty eight or something. Yeah, d- internationally, I think it's up to twenty nine. So, you know, I mean, if it's hopefully it's made some money. Uh, but I mean, more importantly, I think, uh, yeah, I think these movies are will be watched again at some point. I think so too. And one of the things that I enjoy about this is that, and as much as I love Marvel movies or or like your traditional action movie, this is something I haven't seen before, and. So for that reason, I really hope that it's done well because yeah. I would like to see more innovation. Like and I don't this. think it was made with the idea this is going to be a commercial blockbuster. No, which is you know I mean so the, I mean the creative license that the animators, the writers, and director mm-hmm. everybody did. I think uh, it shows. Yeah, fair, definitely, and it, it really leaves you 
or at least for me, my my viewing experience was really nice, and it leaves you just with a really nice feeling of euphoria. I was really like in a good mood. This movie made me very happy. You know, I, I, you know what is interesting also is you know it, it's the subject matter changes. It, it it could be heavy, yeah, but there's really good moments of of comedy. Yeah, and I can't remember the name, but I remember like the haikus, mm. which were not haikus. No, but that was it. But that, but it was hilarious. There was yeah. something, and then a complete non sequitur yeah. at the end, like yeah, you know, uh, frost on a window pane, and then everybody loses it. They're just <laughs> so emotional. <laughs> yeah, there the were first, a, lot of, a lot of tears in the movie yeah, too. Yeah, very pronounced. But the first time the haiku, there's a haiku in the very beginning. I'm not, and it was like oh, I a, laughed. A I five just, three five. But, oh, I didn't. I just caught the one where you, there was something about dogs and, and humans, and then it finished with a. You know, uh, in frost on a window pane, sure, which right, had right. nothing to do with yeah. it, but it finished the haiku. Yeah. yeah. But the thing about haiku is like the, what makes it haiku is the syllables, right? It's five yeah. and then seven and then five. Yeah. And the first yeah. one's like three, five, three. And I was like, maybe I don't know what a haiku is. Like maybe I'm wrong. Instead, <laughs> you questioning your definitions of poetry. Right. And then they bring it back around, which yep. stop motion poetry. There you go. That's what that is. Boom. Stop motion poetry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brought to you by Stop Motion Poetry oh. Incorporated. Um, can we talk about favorite characters in this movie? Ooh. That'd be a hard, yeah, we There's, should. You don't have to narrow it down to your number one, but who did you like? I wanted more Bill Murray. Yeah. No, yeah. I was bummed. You know, Edward Norton was awesome. Always trying to take, well, you know, trying to get consensus. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't my favorite character. I, I would have to say, it's got to be, it's got to either be um, Spots or, sure. or, or Chief. Yeah. I mean, Brian Cranston's performance, he's, he's always so, so, um, he just always commands such a strong presence. Yeah, even actually, just his voice. Like, actually, yeah. one of my favorite uh, characters didn't say a thing. It was the uh, the computer hacker. Oh, oh my god, he was it, so it was funny. just all expression, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I forgot about him. His little mustache. He was key. He was key. Yeah. He was great too. He yeah. was key. Yeah, I think his role was very subtle. Like his I, role was yeah, to turn I around suffer, and yeah. look in the just camera and stare. Be like, yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should probably like so. There's like this whole subplot of this foreign exchange American girl that is studying in Japan, the little white girl with the afro. Yeah, and yes. she's she's like trying to expose this this corrupt government. And there's this, I guess, guy in her class whose computer yeah. setup in the he has like his own yeah. lab, and it's lately so called like hackers' being left corner. alone. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't uh, mess with him; he'll steal your mom's credit cards. Yeah. So I thought like. No, I was in the theater today with one other person. It was 11 a.m. Oh, nice. So that's something. But that's a good experience. What though. I missed was was. I had to, to fall back on my own judgment for laugh cues because mm. a lot of this movie was funny, but I didn't have the reassurance of other people in the theater also chuckling. Do you know how when I say something funny and instead of laughing, you just say, that's funny. That's funny. That's this movie. I did that a lot in this yeah. movie. Yeah. It was like, that's really funny. It's not making me laugh, but I acknowledged the, yeah. the humor there. There was a lot of those. I, I laughed. I mean, there weren't, there was probably a dozen people in the theater and I mean, uh, like that haiku, I I couldn't I, I yeah. laughed out loud, yeah. and there was I could hear a few other people there oh, too. Yeah. It was, you know, it was there were, I mean, it wasn't a a comedy in the true sense of a comedy, no, but, but but there were moments that could have gone heavy, and instead, Wes Anderson turned it uh, to to a lighter moment. Yeah, it just adds that dash of like sarcastic mm -hmm. Wes Anderson, yeah. like when, when Chief said, "You make me sick," and, and then, then just bah! or you know, or pulling a tick off the nose of yeah, the, right. hold on during a very emotional <laughs> yeah, like during, mid sentence yeah yeah he, I, he had a tick yeah. <laughs> he just bites it off his nose yeah so I would say my favorite character is I really enjoyed Chief's like story arc sure um and we'll get more into that in the danger zone because that's kind of spoilery but uh, let's just say there's more to Chief than meets the eye all right. Right, he evolves. He evolves, and he has depth. And you didn't—I didn't think there would be like a lot of depth really? of character out of the dogs. 
I mean, really, he was the only one that had any like major changes in That's his character. Probably true. You know, a character, another one that it caught my attention just because he looked so ghouly was the Major Domo. Mm. Yeah. Dude was creepy. Yeah. He had a very Nosferatu vibe. Yeah. Very strange. Or the scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that? Munch, the painting? Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. I could totally see that. He's got that like drawn, sullen, weird face. And actually the main, you know, the 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 mayor who is sort of uh, sort of bigger in life. Oh, the Kobayashi? Yeah, I mean, huge. I mean, he looks like Stalin. Yeah. We're talking about the stalker skeleton guy behind him. Yeah. 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 That guy always freaks me out. That's what he was talking about. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, that's about. That's Major Domo? Yeah, that's that Major the, Domo. Yeah. I was thinking it was the but, Domo. But even look at the, I mean, the mayor. I mean, he, he if you made a bushier mustache, he looks it's, like Stalin. That's very and he true. he acted like Stalin. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like him at all. No. <laughs> good character though. i mean it bummed me out that he was the only cat guy in the movie no dude i was gonna say don't tell me you're this a cat is, he is a cat person i don't want to tell you this. i'm sorry I'm, you know i yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hang this thing up right now i gotta go every Bye, every week man that's my feeling yeah this is not a cat person movie we should say that from the get-go i mean well the cats have it good for a while but also i love dogs so you can't you can i love both you gotta pick, man. You, this is a movie about sides. You pick. You're a dog or a cat. Wow. <laughs> this is a movie about sides. You're contributing to the tribalism this is the in this problem. country, right, right. Max. Um, well, okay. Let's let's go around and let's rate this movie. Well, what's your favorite character? You ask a question, then you don't guys answer you it. guys hit a bunch. Um, I think. Let's see. We hit two. Yeah. Come on. No, man. if we're counting the hacker guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, no, no. I, I, the, I, I'll go with my. I think we both agreed that we like Chief. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like not hard. No, no. He, yeah, I feel like let's see. I love Brian Cranston. I yeah. mean, his voice immediately. I bite. Yeah, I bite. This was so funny. Um, man, I don't know. I so it feels like a cop out to really like the main human. No, I like Atari too. Like, I, I don't like. Of course, was, I didn't understand yeah, what he said. You didn't have to, right? Yeah. Um, and probably it was probably broken down to some pretty simple. Yeah, uh, Japanese, my guess. Sure. I, in fact, I read a critique of that, and uh, so like, well, so what? Yeah, like, I mean, so we were able to figure out what's going on without having to understand what he's saying. It was, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I th- so I thought he was expressions. Good. And- yeah, right. You get you get a good read on it, and it helps that sometimes the dogs are like, we get it. Here's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he 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 was very like much. You could tell a twelve year old boy. You sure. Know, like it definitely came across. His character read well. I think I just liked what he represented. Yeah. Like at one point, one of the dogs says, "Like no other master has ever come and try to get their dog back." Yeah. I'm like, you know what? This guy rules. Right. He's yeah. a stupid kid, but I like him. Yeah. I remember that whole spiel that Ed Norton goes on? Like he stole a plane. Yeah. And flew it here just for his dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ed Norton had some good lines. I was gonna say, as far as like voice performances go, I think Edward Norton might get my vote. That's yeah. And that'd be I just like voice. hearing him speak. I, like I, he, and he spoke a lot. Yeah, right. I mean, a lot of these other has, characters, you know, had a few. Like even Harvey Keitel, mm-hmm. you know, he has one one right. scene basically. Yeah, but I do think yeah, when Edward Norton starts speaking, he's got he goes from like that point to the end of the movie basically with, mm-hmm. with one of the main speaking roles. Yeah. Sorry for trying to glaze over myself. Don't glaze yourself, man. Right. Okay, okay. no right. glaze. As soon as I started saying it. <laughs> Let's rate this, Crisp- shall we? Krispy Kreme. Uh, Jeffers, kind of same thing. We're not rating it necessarily. At, we can. I don't know. You rate it how you want. You, you know, this, you is want. A, yeah. this is a Dark. hard one because, uh, you know, I, 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 it's a, it's, I've had to think about this movie. I came out being entertained because I didn't know what I was getting into and I was fixed to the movie. Um, I sort of came out not knowing how I felt about it. Um, but I've been thinking about it. I mean, I... I I would see it again. I, I really liked it. So I what are we are we on the one to ten scale? Out of ten. It, yep. Yep. With decimals. Not Dewey decimals. Seven point five. Yeah. Okay. okay. That seems fair. 
why is it not an eighth? Because it's not. Yeah. Right. Answer, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, um, it, it's great that it's making me think a uh, movie, but, you know, I think the movies that where I'm giving, you know, tens and all that are the ones that knock my socks off that you almost come out of the movie like you've been in a dream. Sure. You kind of wake up to reality because you just got sucked in. I'm not sure I got sucked into this. I was just, I was, I was into the movie and I was kind of analyzing it as I was going, trying to figure it out. But I was like, I was, I was appreciating the, the, the detail because there was a lot of detail in terms of the animation. Um, I think the story's, you know, it's not complicated story. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would say it was. I think seven five is uh, is pretty good. That's respectable for sure. I see, I know what you mean though, because like the ten. I've never rated a movie before, so that's my first rating ever. Oh, hey, I like it. I can't give it a ten on the first. No, rating. no, no. Then it's all downhill after that. I I know that feeling that you're talking about though. Like when you're watching a movie and you forget you're in a theater, that's yeah. a ten. When you're yeah. just like, boo. Well, and you want to get. I mean, yeah, it's almost. You're, it's like you. Uh, you're in this almost. Yeah, you you you. You get transported. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I'll go next. So to just keep going on his point, the movie made me really happy. Uh, I I kind of like to look at movies in the micro and then upon reflection kind of look at the macro about like things you could interpret about it. But I mean, I really enjoy just sitting there, being entertained, just looking at it almost like a painting. Just what are they putting in front of me and what does it do for me? And this movie was kind of like a painting. It really felt like I was looking at a moving oil painting for like an hour and a half. It was really visually cool. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the cinematography, just the color palette. I mean, Trash Island was so drab, but then you had this brilliant like bottle wall. Yeah. Like that glass bottle wall was Those just... are all sake bottles, by the way. Did you know yeah. that? Just, everyone was like, sake, See, I sake, didn't. Sake. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. But that, it was gorgeous. I mean, I was just captivated by like the, it was almost like Technicolor. And it really reminded me, or made me think of that scene when you said he was inspired by movies from like the 60s, and it hit that real Technicolor color palette. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I loved the way this movie made me feel, and I've been kind of marinating on it since then, and I definitely want to watch it again, and I don't really associate it with as much of like the world politics and stuff, but I mean, just looking at it as a piece of art. The, the extermination of a whole species? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that didn't really somebody else tried that once. That didn't sound familiar at all. What are you talking about? No. Mm -hmm. Um but just looking at it for what it is, it was really entertaining and it was well done and it was kind of a nuanced just view of a movie. I love Wes Anderson. I love what he does. He's got such a unique style. Great. So give it an eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, that seems both of those ratings seem fair. Yeah. Um same with me. Like this movie's this isn't um it's not a ten for me. It didn't. It didn't blow me out of the water or anything. I think I've only given a handful of tens on the podcast. Didn't, Same with you. Didn't glaze you? Okay. Um, no, but it was good. I, I enjoyed watching it the whole time. Like I said, I have so much respect for it, given the approach to making it. I thought the story was entertaining. It was. Um, there were funny moments. It's like it's you know it's a solid seven for me. It's, okay. I'd, I'd watch it again. I would show it to friends. I would talk annoyingly about all the trivia. It that makes I've you want to go home and hug your dog. There you go. Yeah, or your cat. <laughs> made me want to stay hug. away from the cat. No, it right? made me want to yeah. hug a dog. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, but no, it was really good. Um, I I think I will look for it on DVD to rent to show Gianna and, and friends when it comes out, which I think says a lot. I it's, think if you want to show somebody the movie that you've just seen, yeah, that's something it's doing right. I yep. would have liked to have known a bit more about the 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 tenuous process of stop motion and just a little, but going in, like sure. knowing that before might have made me appreciate it on first viewing. But knowing that now makes me want to watch it again. Totally. Yeah. 
Um, anybody have any last thoughts before we go to break? No, let's wrap this up so we can open another beer. I do have one thing. I did want to say I'll, I'll play it on while we're while we're doing our little our little uh, commercial in the meantime. But there's one song. This movie has very little music, right? Yeah. There's like I think two songs, and one of them happens like three times. And uh, it's something we'll play on our commercial. And I'll I'll touch on it right when we get back. Are we um, not talking about this beer? We could. Well, we um, don't have to. We don't have. Let's let's skip it and let's let's stick with what we're gonna actually cover okay. that you brought. It's your show. Fair. Um. But yeah, so I'll I'll talk about that again. If you haven't seen this movie, we're gonna start the danger zone, and we will talk about spoilers. So if you want to avoid those, go see the movie. Come back and listen. Uh, until then, enjoy yourselves, and we'll be right back. Did we just drink a secret beer? Yes, we did. You know, it's getting warm here in Chico. Real warm outside. Real barbecuey. Ah, it's barbecue time. Some nice weather outside. There's music playing. I want to be on a patio. I want to drink a six-pack. I want to get that six-pack at Spike's Bottle Shop. I've been to Spike's Bottle Shop. Yeah, me too. And they sponsor this show. I feel like talking sexy. Fair. Spike's is sexy. You know what else is sexy? Discounts. Saving money. Boom. That is sexy as F. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, Spike's Bottle Shop has partnered up with our listeners to give them a 10% discount on anything in their whole store. All you have to do is let them know that you listen to this podcast at checkout, tell them the super secret passcode FHC, and get that 10% off. Again, that's Spike's Bottle Shop, 2070 East First Avenue here in Chico. Check them out. So what you heard was a song from the movie, and it was called I Won't Hurt You by the West Coast Pop Art Experimental, and that's all I want to say about that. But in the meantime, we're going to open our next beer. Jeffers, do the honors. Hey, <laughs> you guys speaking stuff. Boom. Welcome to the Danger Zone. This is where we talk about beer and movies and all kinds of other stuff, completely unedited, unfiltered, like we just left the theater together. We're going to start with our second beer. This is one... Jeffers picked for us. It's a beer that he's been dying to try, from what I hear. And who did this one? What did you say you just told this me? This is uh, Blackberry Farm in Tennessee. All right. And this is their Blueberry Rhubarb Farmhouse Ale. And this is with ginger, too, I believe. With ginger we as well. Uh, these guys make a an amazing Saison, um, sort of their flagship. And uh, they sent me some of, the, some of the other beers they're working on. So I've been okay. wanting to try this. It's a 750, so I thought it'd be uh, smart to share it. Very smart. We love sharing beers, so this is appropriate. It smells. I got the ginger. Do you get the vibe that this is a one-off or a limited release? I think it's probably a limited release. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on their website, so we're going to have to go off of Untapped and Beer Advocate. Oh my God, is this rare? Should I have sold it? Yeah, absolutely. Oops. Those books. Get the Untapped out. Jeffers is over here popping whales. Wow. This beer is very subtle. Way more subtle than I would have it's expected. It's very saison like. Yeah, like I said, they, I mean that is they've they cut their teeth on on saison. They do it really sure. really well, and it, it seems like that's the base for this. Oof. I'm not picking up a whole lot of rhubarb, no, or anything. And I think blueberry is is not something that like jumps at you like raspberries yeah. or blackberries it's, or strawberries. Blueberries is always kind of if you do it right, it's like a squishy subtle taste. You so know? I get some fruitiness, and then I certainly get the ginger. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's a very nice beer. I got ginger on the back end for sure. Yeah. More I so. think the ginger's the only thing from the label that stands out. Yeah. The blueberry melds in a little bit. On the tongue, There's, I mean, you get a nice little tartness, and it, and it sort of volatilizes. Um, you know, I'm getting something that's 
Yeah, you see, I, it's fruitiness. I, I can't mm-hmm. say it's rhubarb. Yeah. I mean, if I, you blind tasted me, I would not come Nothing. out and go, oh, rhubarb. Yeah, rhubarb, obviously. Uh, what definitely jumps out to me, at least, is the same kind of yeast profile as that that Hefeweizen. Yeah. It's got that same thing. Well, it's a saison, like I said. So it's, to me, it's not exactly. This has got more pepper. Sure, yeah. And it definitely has the clovey and, and bananas non-existent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the clove thing is it, definitely it's, So there. it doesn't have that richness. I uh, see the pepper a little bit, yeah. And actually, to me, I picked that out. I, you know, I thought the ginger and the, I mean, and the pepper kind of go to, uh, nicely together. Mm-hmm. Super drinkable. It's very thin. It doesn't have a very heavy mouth presence at all. It, but they, I mean, and it's just vaguely tart. I yeah. love this. I mean, it's not going to, I mean, thank God it doesn't peel the enamel off your teeth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just thinking. And it's not even close to that. There's just this slight tartness that just makes your mouth water. Almost like a bitterness. Just, I get it's astringency. Yeah. Not bitterness, but a dryness. Yeah. Sort of a, so it's kind of chewy. I could see um, that. There's just like a tiny hint of saltiness to me. I could see that too. Mouthfeel. Yeah, it's just oh. kind of sitting there. Yeah. Make me salivate a tiny bit. It's good. I don't, uh, yeah, I like this more, certainly more than, than the first one. The, than the first one, yeah. But that's a weird comparison. The brow but, packed. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but I do dig this. I didn't get it enough the first time. I have to try it again. Deal. But I, I like the, I think this is a well made beer. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, so I'm looking at, if I analyze this, which is not how anybody should drink a beer, but people do. You should just drink it and enjoy it. And if sure. you don't enjoy it, don't drink it. Yeah. Um, Dude, that should but, be a bumper sticker. But oh, to me, go. but to me, you know, I, I unfortunately, that's what I do. Right. And I, as I kind of deconstruct this, I think it's a, a really, I, I, my hat's off to the brewer. Yeah. You it's, know, I do kind of get some, some rhubarb on the nose. I don't know what rhubarb smells that like. Oh, you ever had like a strawberry rhubarb pie? It's tart. It's but got that's, like a tart, that's a yeah. taste, not a yeah, smell. Right. Yeah, I can't really say that I could pinpoint what rhubarb specifically tastes or smells like. It's very earthy. It's that like should be next tartness. week's uh, episode. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. the rhubarb ex- episode? We covered oh, a lot of blueberry stuff last week. You have, have you had that Boulevard? Um, what was it? Berry jam band. The jam, jam band. Jam band berry ale. No, I haven't. It's so good. Yeah. I drank a six pack of as it you, this week. As you know, they are now cousins with us. Did no, not know that. But let's of, pretend I did. They're part of the Duval USA. Oh. And Duval has a. They're not. Uh, they have a stake in us. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, we have a little bit different relationship with Duval. Um, it's it's not like Oma Gang and and Boulevard, but we uh, what what the the good thing is since it's sort of a family of as we get an opportunity to do some uh, some interesting collaborations with. Sure. Nice. In fact, Barrelworks is doing one with Leafman's. Um, hmm. Oh wow! The we took their beer. Leafman's does cu- the cuvee. They do the Gudenbon. Okay. And they do a creek. Yeah, that the and creek. They, they tend to sweeten about. it. Uh, that's their thing. Yeah. Uh, we got some unsweetened versions of that. We brought it over. It's in our barrels with our yeast. It doesn't their creek just taste like cherry pie? It's got a big cherry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've had that, had that one. Interesting. But anyway, yeah. But the, yeah, the, the jam Boulevard, band. I have not had that, but I mean, uh, we, we. What is it? It's raspberry, dark cherry, and blueberry. Yeah, that's you know, as right. this warms up, I'm starting to get more, more the berry. Yeah, yep. and I think more blueberry character. Hmm. Yeah, I, I still think for me at least that the most obvious thing is the, is the saison yeast. Excuse me. Hey, hey Jeffers oh. burp. Yes. Um, I can't I can't get away from that. But if I do set it aside, I still enjoy this quite a bit. I think this is a really I I, I say it's a it's a nice beer. If I didn't even think about what this is, you pour this in a glass. You like it? I'm gonna enjoy it. Sure. It turned my head around because usually I don't like saisons mm-hmm. at all. I mean, well, saison to me is like tiramisu. There's so many different ways to express it, so I'm not even sure what 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 would be classico. I don't. But I, but like, I think you know. I think some of the Belgian saisons, 
to me, they're food beers. Hmm. You know, not so much a drink on own, but you know, sure. in Belgium people drink. I mean, it's a food culture as well as a beer culture, and they they put the two together. And I think a saison is an excellent uh, food beer. I would love to have like like salty like bread and butter with this. I could see this being like good with a sandwich or something. I'd like to have a or a like a you could even have like a like Belgian stew like a carbonard, okay, which is you know their version of like a beef stew. That beer, they make right? it with beer instead of with wine. Right, nice. Um, you can't go into a place in Belgium without finding that on the menu. Right. Have you been? Yes. Yes. Okay. You travel quite a bit, yeah? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to Belgium quite I mean, I, I in the 80s, I, I, so I graduated from college. I'm, I'm old, just for the, for the audience. listeners I'm, at home. I'm an old fart <laughs> with a young heart. There you go. But I uh, graduated from college, uh, spent almost two years traveling around Europe, and ended up working in, in Brussels Here you uh, go. bartending. And that's how I learned about Belgian beer. That's great. Because I had no clue about it before that. And it showed. Good place to learn. I, I, beer, I had beers come back because I poured them incorrectly. I poured them into the wrong glass. Sure. I, mean, I didn't realize there was culture around a beer. I grew up around in college in those days. Right. I was drinking the cheapest, I can say shit that I could. Oh, yeah. You can. You can say whatever zone. you want. And now, now it's, uh, it's just <laughs> let it fly. Yeah. But, um, and so then, of course, um, uh, you know, in, in part of just enjoying beer and brewing and, and that style, I've been back. Visiting breweries and and now that um, what we do is every year we have a an incentive trip for our top sales guys and oh. I and I get to lead it. Fun. There you go. So as we, far as so leading. we used to take them to England and Belgium. Now we pretty much just go to Belgium and we spend a week going to breweries and uh, visiting really good uh, beer bars and beer restaurants. Fun. It's awesome. it's a solid it's a day. Just awesome trip. Week. Eat, eat and drink your way through a, a week in a foreign country. Yeah, on the company dime. That's always good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's right. Especially with somebody that's been there. Right. That's nice. A little tour guide action. So well, yeah, we have one this year. So uh, yeah, that's, that'll probably be uh, late October, early November. Great. I like it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get around. Let's get around to our final thoughts on this beer before we jump back into our film, shall we? Oh yeah. Oh, we have to rate, don't we? We Your do have to rate rating. We system. do have to rate. <laughs> Uh, who wants he, to start? He's anti-rating. I guess if we're starting with hot and bothered, um, we should start with bothered, and that is me. We'll stay consistent. Are I you assume. bothered? Does well, this beer bother you? I'm, I think style. I'm, I'm going to have the lowest rating of, of all of us. So I'm going to, you know, it is better than the other one. It's like a, it's very bubbly. It's like a seven. Like if somebody served this to me with a meal that's and wasn't like, like, here's a stein of this. Like I could, I could drink this. That's a really good rating. I was, I'm surprised you, you ranked it that high. I don't hate it. I, I would drink more of this. Like if, I wouldn't have been mad if I bought this bottle and ended up with it. Word. This is one of the best saisons I think I've ever had. You Just, should try the regular saison. Really? Nice. All right. Yeah. I'm going to keep an eye out for this. I'm actually going to be in Tennessee in like a week and a half. Is this close to Nashville? You going to CBC? Yeah. Yep. You going to be out there? No, I was going to, but I'm, uh, it's too close to a trip to the UK that I'm taking. Mm. Beer nerds. What is that? <laughs> CBC is the Craft Brewers Conference of America Got in it. Tennessee this year, Nashville. Cool. It it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for work. I mean, it's going to be hard, obviously. Right. Hard work. All it's going sure, sure. to suck. Yeah. All yeah. that drinking, lousy yeah. barbecue. Ugh. Yeah, just drinking all day and looking at cool stuff. It's right. going to be awful. Anyways, if this is close to Nashville, I would for sure make a trip out there. I think it's there. two or three. I mean, look it up. It's okay. not really close. If you want, I can put you in touch with a guy named Maddie who's in Nashville. Okay. A really great guy. Um, I mean, let's talk after this, and I'll I'll put you in touch with him if if there's an opportunity for you to go he could set it up okay definitely yeah for sure 
I really like this, and I'd love to try some more beers from them. Like I said, this is one of the more drinkable, for me personally, enjoyable saisons that I've ever had. I would like to have a bit more of the adjuncts. I think I would like this if the blueberry was a bit more prominent. So, I mean, that's why it's not going to get maybe as high of a rating. But it's like a solid six six 6.57, somewhere in there for me. And that's really high for me rating a saison. Fair. Uh, to answer your question, it's, it's three hours from Nashville. Yeah, that's kind of far. Look at that. This guy's like, I mean, instant gratification. Guys. He's a wizard. Plus, he's got he probably really... has about a 17 second attention span, but that's just working like, for boom, us right boom, now. Boom. Yeah, it's really helpful. Plus I complete he's... tasks quickly. You know, every time you wear that shirt, it seems like you're more motivated. Yep. I think <laughs> we've talked just... about this before. Yeah, you just need to buy more of those shirts. It's, it's a marvelous shirt, by the way. It's, Thanks, man. I found it like $3. Like, that seems like a good move. It is magnificent. Nice, dude. <laughs> yeah. But you really get zippy on the yeah, keyboard. Yes. Just yep. yeah. So six point five seven for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeffers, bring us home with this. I'm conflicted. Um, technically, I want to give this really high marks. Okay, I think technically this is a ten. Um, as far as a style, I would go lower on that. And in terms of you know, it's not something I'd, I I could drink a couple of these, and be great. But I wouldn't sit you know and hammer this all day long. Right. Sure. Not that that's what I do. Yeah. Oops. That was close. So I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven. And I don't mean that's it, it, not a, a cut on it. I think this is, is yeah. technically a really good beer. Um, I, I think when it says blueberry rhubarb in huge letters on it, right. I want that. I mean, I'm expect. I have expectations. Yeah, they weren't met, and that is is not. But I I recognize their skill and I recognize their their saison, and that is, you know, out of the park. I mean, they knocked it out of the park on that. Yeah, one. fair, nice. So. On those two, I'll give it a seven. I could even go seven five. So if this was the Olympics, the technical judge would be a ten. Mm. I'm not going to be the East German judge, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or the Russian judge. What was? Yeah, the Russian judge is like four. Do better. <laughs> well, we've been talking about the blueberry rhubarb with ginger uh, ale from Blackberry Farms in Tennessee. Let's jump on back. Let's talk about how all the dogs died at the end. Let's talk about how every dog was murdered. I actually thought that might happen one at a time. Yeah. Wasabi poison. Yeah, the wasabi poison, which they, they took the credit of like dog euthanasia. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> the wasabi poison was a great touch. I really dug that. I feel like that's if if you were to get mad at this movie, like they're misappropriating their code, like wasabi poison. See, I, yeah, I like, looked at this more. I mean, I I mean, I'm a I'm a news junkie. Sure. And informate, and I look at what's happening. I mean, I don't know if like in just in Hungary, where there's a guy who was voted in many years ago. He's taken over all the state run. Media is now state run. Right. He's demonized foreigners, including George Soros, for whatever reason. <laughs> Specifically. Um, and, sure. and he's basically, he's so he's running this fear campaign, hmm. and he won an overall majority where he can now go in and change the uh, constitution. Oh, and God. he can get rid of political parties. I mean, so... Did she so, say so, Hungary so, or America? So, so if you look <laughs> at... Going? So if you look at what, uh, the, what was it? The, co- the mayor. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he comes in and he finds something in order to um, mobilize fear. Yeah, and then he, fear. He, he usurps power. And then his final act is to do in what he's, what he's got everybody all worked up about. Yeah. The, yeah. The crescendo. Right. So like, obviously... And, and then poisons his political... Uh, his political Enemies, rivals, sure. Yep. Like obviously drawing a line towards immigrants in America right. or Muslims or is Im- not at far. Reach. And actually in Hungary, it was all about immigrants. Sure, sure. Um, uh, you're right. I mean, it's so it, you they know, literally deported all the dogs. So Come I hate on. to get political, but that I mean, no. that's what, it, it, it. It it that's what caught me. And even the look of the mayor to me, if you if you you know, for all of you other, we'll Google, post something on Google Twitter. it. We'll Twitter it. He he looks like a uh, he looks like Stalin. Mm-hmm. I'll do a side by side. Do it. Make a little yeah, collage. Also, also Instagram. We haven't said that this episode. 
What? We, I'm going to forget if Instagram? We're on we're on the social medias as well. If we, you guys are just tuning in for the first time, this this show is on all of the stuff. And this is a weird place to put that. I just, right I'm going to forget. If I, yeah. If the, I don't say it now, I'll If forget. you've made it to halfway through the danger zone, check us out on Instagram. Or Twitter. Or Facebook. Which is what I run. <laughs> Such a weird time for a plug. <laughs> Whatever. We're there. Um, hey, fuck it. So I get to plug my... Uh, yeah, no, fair. But no, that's the thing. Like, I think I think this, this movie is probably better because of what you can put into it yeah. socially. I, uh, yeah, it's very applicable. Whether or not they meant it, because like we said, this movie probably took forever to make. Yeah, and, they didn't uh, know. That, no, I think the timing. I mean, almost had to be somewhat coincidental. You have to but, think but, so, right? But the fact is, is it the timing is right? Right. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Even in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Where you have certain forces that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's playing out right now. That's getting yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah. The smart thing to do would be to learn from what happened in Hungary. And check all the points for what has already happened here, and be like, "Hey, something might happen to yeah. learn." Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe let's do better than that. Right. Yeah. Um, let's. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything I wanted to say about this movie that I couldn't say, spoiler wise. Um, most mostly this movie was fine. I oh. did think uh, Spots died at the end. No, he, no didn't. he didn't. I did think that. Oh, oh I did the too. way they showed it. I was oh, like, no. Uh, well, they made they toyed you into that where they right. show the you know Spots grave. mistress or whatever. Yeah, is there, and they just they show her bowl. And then they and then the uh, they the put puppies. out the baby and you think oh she's a you know right. and then all of a sudden they pop another bowl out yeah. there and out comes the bionic dog and he's right. got one leg and a robot eye and a robot yeah. eye. right he's cool. like the Terminator you yeah know? <laughs> he reminded me of I'll be um, back. the the chicken from Robot Chicken like if that was a dog I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what you're talking you know, about either. Aha, he doesn't watch cartoons either boom it's, <laughs> it's claymation it's very similar stylistically to this. Yeah, well, it's on Adult Swim. So I'll give you uh, Actually, Adult Swim. So I'll give you an idea. It, you know, way back when there used to be, uh, when I was growing up, there was a cartoon called Super Chicken. Hmm. Oh wow! Earlier was you there said a robot. No. Okay, Jeffers, you said that this is like Gumby, but Gumby is claymation, not stop motion. Okay, so what which would, is what just happened. So here. would so would uh, would Rudolph be stop motion? No, that's also claymation. So like so and Nightmare Before Christmas. I was going to bring that's that claymation up. Claymation also. Wow. Well, God. What? But isn't See it, how ignorant but I am. But isn't it stop motion and claymation? That's a thing that could be. We I did like a movie your, one time that that happened. I'm pretty sure. It's both. Yeah, it's got to be both. So aren't these, I mean, how are they moving these guys around? They must be made out of something that bends. Correct. It's, maybe these were clay with fur on them. So maybe maybe claymation is typically stop motion. Well, I'm thinking maybe think in the old days it was clay. Now we have better material to work with. It's, that makes it's right. synthetic. Totally. It's... But yeah, I'm pretty sure claymation has to be stop motion. Like Wallace and Gromit is a great example. Oh, okay. Oh, Yeah. Love Wallace, Wallace and Gromit. So good. And then what was the one with the, the What's chickens? What's your favorite Wallace and Gromit? Mm, I don't love them that much. Was like, a grand day out. That's where they go to the moon because it's oh, made yeah, of cheese. Yeah. That's right. Um, what was the, the 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 chicken movie with Mel Gibson where it was all... Oh, uh, Chicken Little. Chicken Little. No, right. it wasn't what? Chicken Little. It wasn't Chicken Little. With That's Mel they, Gibson? Yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson played... Yeah, they're, they're, in, they're in like a... Yeah. It was on like a chicken... like a prison camp. But one of the chickens learns to fly. And that was uh, Park. What's his name? Something Parks. It was the animator. Yeah. I can't think of his first name. Well, I can't remember either, but it was... Um, so that's that's stop motion? I think that was like that was like Wallace and Gromit style. I thought that was Play-Doh. Oh, chicken too. Run. I meant Chicken Run, you chicken guys. Chicken Run. Sorry. Chicken Little. Chicken Little's a thing, too. Yeah, it was a good movie. I love how Max is just... I mean, he's like... I mean, we're getting real-time information. Well, you mentioned that like you've done things outside of their place, and they have been the whole community. There's one guy on a laptop. I am the one guy on the laptop, plus the guy talking. So yeah. <laughs> He's a wizard. Yeah. I want to get you um you know you what a keytar is, but I want to yes. get you one with for the, the with the, the keyboard. keyboard. <laughs> you, know, the you know who invented that was um, Mel Gibson. 
No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm thinking the guitar, the the the, the car- was um, Edgar Winter. Oh yeah, no kidding. Oh, the, I, might I think have heard he invented the, the keyboard. The the you know that that you that you wear. You're just dangling them in front of me right now. That's crazy. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> for all you uh, youngsters, go see the uh, or go go to Google and watch uh, the the uh, or the music uh, video of Frankenstein by Edgar Winter. It's awesome. Edgar Winter's classic. Now we're just deep diving into the history of the guitar. There's actually way more history than I thought, but in the 70s, Edgar Winter. There he is. He's credited. He looks, but... Look at it. He, he, he looks kind of like uh, Steve Dressler. <laughs> he does. That's funny. Like if Steve Dressler was rock and roll. Steve Dressler is Steve, an Steve old brewmaster of rock and roll of Sierra Nevada, right? He's. I wouldn't say old. He's the. He's, he's the emeritus. He's not working there anymore. He retired last year. He came to my show on Sunday. Nice. I hung out with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. You, no. Just the Sunday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great guy. He was at uh, Secret Trail actually. So I don't know if I want to put that on the air, but that's where he was. I hope that's cool to say. Well, it already happened. Nobody can right. find him there now. Right. Anyways, we didn't really hang out, but he came and <laughs> Cats listened. Cats out of the bag. Oh, so. Is there a long line of people waiting to stalk right. Steve Dressler? Right. There might be. Might be. I don't know. Okay. He's he's he is a pioneer. I mean, if you look at the history of Sierra Nevada, he was there from the beginning almost. Really? Uh, he yeah. When they were on uh, Gilman, uh, when they were just a garage outfit, uh, he's been there. He's he's been through everything there. No kidding. Yeah. He's. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know that. He's somebody worth talking to. He's a wealth of information and yeah, sure. understands the history, and he's got a good sense of humor. I like it. I've met him a couple times at uh, beer releases and like the uh, the last beer camp party they did at the big room. That was fun. Didn't get to talk to him in any length, but seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. Seemed now I can't not see him and think of Edgar Winter. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna reel us back in movie stuff. Anybody else have things they want to talk about? You're about so them? structured. Thanks, man. Just this movie? Yeah, just this movie. Well, Though I just had an idea. Remind me of it. Well, we, don't forget your idea. We didn't... Fucking, remind me later. <laughs> we need to stay, keep our shit together and well, figure was, out if claymation is stop motion. We never... Well, we never, I, think, I, think I like your solution. It's, it's both? It's both. I think it's got to be both. It's yeah, both. I, I think it's the clay, clay figurines were the standard for making stop motion films. Because you could move it. Correct. Um, yeah. I mean, think Doc... I mean, Mr. Bill. What? The horse? Mr. Bill. No. What am I on. thinking of? Mr. Ed. No, Mr. Mr. Ed. I am thinking of Mr. Ed. <laughs> See, I'm dating myself. <laughs> go go look at some old uh, uh, Saturday Night Lives. There was a claymation sure. little video they used to do of Mr. Bill. He was a character that usually got pulverized by the end of the... Uh, okay. okay. By by his uh, arch nemesis named Sluggo. Oh. <laughs> Sluggo and All Mr. Right. Bill. Damn. Sluggo's a great... Wasn't that... There was somebody else famous like in a, a character named Sluggo. Wasn't there? You're thinking Brutus? No, I no. Or there was like a, a skateboard company named Sluggo or something. Once again, you're gonna have to reel us back in. I there guess. No, <laughs> skateboard company. Yeah, I could used be. To, it's I probably used... after that. I mean, when you're when you're uh, on your free moments, look up uh, Mr. Bill. You'll right. you'll see it. Smell like a grill. Do you guys? Yeah, I think someone started a fire. Jacob started a barbecue. Pucks on the fire. I, you know yeah. what? I I think. I mean, the, I mean, we've talked about the animation, but the sets were pretty interesting too. You're right. And and I think of that in terms of if you know one of his last movies, The Grand Budapest. Did you up, like that? I, I that's one of my I love it. I, I love mean, it my too. favorite. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure. You know, I remember Rushmore was one that he did. I didn't see Rushmore, which was really funny. But you know, my my favorite just because it's so loony is um, 
uh, Life Aquatica. Oh my God, uh, with with Steve Zissou. Steve Zissou, Aquatic, yeah. oh. which is you know like a Jacques Cousteau, uh, but only just weird, right? And all the Bill Murray. But in each of these movies, where they're real movies, he he always has this little jewel box character where you get into something that's obviously fake. Mm-hmm. It's that animation. It's that those sets. And so in Grand Budapest Hotel, when they're going up to the hotel, there's this fake uh, gondola. It looks just like right, the sets. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was the, I don't know how to describe it. Sort of a jewel box. Like you open up a mm-hmm. jewel box and you have this sort of scene going on, people dancing or, you know, a, you know, something turning around and all that. And he he likes to incorporate that into his uh, his movies, whether yeah. they're animated or not. Um, and and so I I got a kick. You know, when they're if you think when they're on Dog Island or whatever. You know, there you're you're seeing all the trash, but you're on this gondola, with a tra- and you just in the background you see old um, nuclear power plants, mm-hmm. or you see just there was all this detail, and you caught something I had that there were all these sake bottles. Sure. Yeah. So the detail in, and is some of his sets, and I think was was really awesome. Yeah, I mean, th- there were there were things I was reading about in interviews where they would send him, they would send Wes Anderson these models that they were doing, um, but photos of them, and then to give him a perspective of what size they were. Plus the detail they put into them, they would put like a, like a, a a dollar next to them to show you like how intricate these models were. And same with the sets. I mean, there's so much work that goes into them. And I think that's one of the big pros about this movie is its rewatchability for the detail. Yeah, and the special features on this Blu-ray are going to be as dope as for the sure. movie. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, Costco did not have the Greatest Showman. Oh bummer. Yeah, we bought it at Target a couple All weeks right. ago. You told me to get it there. They well, did not have it. I just want the one with the the combo pack. Yeah, we so got we, it at we, Target, so we can splitify it. I know we split it up. Yeah, splitify. Can splitify. we? Can we still split it? Uh, yeah, sure. Yes, sure, sure. All right, splitify. Uh, Johnny, final thoughts on this movie? It was pretty rad, man. Sick, bro. <laughs> you know what? I know. I would. Uh, I have to thank you guys. I mean, I just. I don't get out much. When, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm either on the road, sure, or when I come home, I'm happy to be home. I kind of like, you know, barricade myself. And uh, just because uh, I'm not home all that often, and so I don't get out much to movie theaters. So you guys got me out. Yes, and this was definitely worth it. I Good mean, man. You picked the movie. I'm just gonna have you guys pick my movies that's, from now that's on. Great. <laughs> that's a I know you. You. You know, this was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Yeah, we, so. we we credit each other for that too. Like, I think we're both um, a lot of the time like to just stay in. Yeah, um, we both have pretty busy lives mm-hmm. and. It's good to have this motivation. It makes us go to the movies every week. I used to go to movies all the time. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, when I lived in Belgium, I was probably at movies three or four nights a week. Oh, yeah. 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 And now I, I kind of I think, well, it's going to come out on it's Netflix, Netflix sooner or later. Yeah. Oh, right? I can Netflix, watch it on man. my couch. Yeah. I'm just going to be a potato and watch it. Yeah. But, I mean, there's something to be said about going to a movie theater, the sound. There is. The big screen. Yeah, there totally I mean, is. I mean, you, don't, you yeah. don't get that on, I don't care how big Church. a flat screen you have. Shalina, Shalina, are you listening? She's not. Jeffers yeah. is trying to tell you what I've been telling you. It's an experience. It's it a real is. thing. It's yeah. a whole immersion, you mm-hmm. know, and it's really fun. And if it's a nice experience, you have the shared camaraderie with other people that you just experience something really cool together. And if they would just sell beer. Dude, they're gonna do that in Chico soon. Where? At the movie theater, the Tinseltown. Well, I think you can do it now at um, Pageant. Yep, yes. you can do it at the Pageant. Go to the Pageant if you've never been. Please go. They oh, great, if if anybody's not been to the Pageant, go to the Pageant. Yeah, live right. a little. The that problem is, is they don't do current movies all that often, so that's yeah. why we don't go sure. there. Well, they do. They do more artsy movies, sure. but they. Uh, I mean, they got couches. Yeah, it's great. you can watch a movie on a couch. Yeah, it's like all the coolest thing about being at home. Things, mm-hmm. not thing. And they sell beer. You can bring a beer and drink it in your seat. You can bring one? 
No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, but you well, can buy it there and then take it. Yeah. I never said that. I've right. never brought a beer to a movie theater. <laughs> totally uh, never done I, that. I'm to, on no, record as never have. having done that. Never done that at Tinseltown every week either. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned I fell asleep in one movie. Uh, I've never fallen asleep in a movie theater in a movie, ever. You shouldn't do it, but after lots of Crown Apple. Oh, you, yeah, you, you drank like it. half a fifth of Crown Royal whiskey. I don't want to necessarily retell what? this story now. It's not. It's probably not the ideal situation <laughs> just, for watching a movie. You just brought no. it up. I just was gonna say. I didn't want to. I like, thought you were gonna tell yeah. me like you were like you know, like high on something. No, no, no. Yeah, just, it was uh, just alcohol. You know, Thorazine and Braveheart. Just <laughs> <laughs> did Thorazine you say and is Thorazine a thing? Oh yeah. Or did you just make a Thor reference to the movie? No, I fell Thor- asleep. Thorazine's a thing. Thorazine. I fell asleep during Thor. No, Thorazine's <laughs> like psych meds. Oh, okay. Like if you're crazy, well, you know, and that goes to the movies. I mean, I mean. Think of the movies like my my. I have a son who likes all these movies that you know where the clouds are always forming. There's lightning. There's all this supernatural Again, nothing stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But Fine. but I'm just saying it's it's all. Is it blue green screen? It yeah. depends on the color scheme. It's green screen, it and blue. so it's all computers. And not to take away from that because it looks really awesome, but you start to identify it. Mm-hmm. This movie, they actually had to go and make sets, yeah, yeah. and move these characters, you know, a micrometer at a time. Took mm-hmm. six months to do a what one minute scene? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, I mean, to appreciate it is to go and see it. Yep. Um, so I would highly recommend seeing that. I mean, I mean, not knowing that it's still a great it's a it's a great scene, but knowing what it took to do that as opposed to putting a you know acting in front of a green screen screen and yeah. then somebody fills in the blanks with a computer. Did your son like this movie? He was okay. Sure. Okay. How old is he? He's nineteen now. Okay, that seems fair. Yeah. He was okay with it. I mean, yeah. um, I think, you know, he, he uh, we both got a kick out of a bunch of scenes there, but, but there was a, there was a trailer for some other movie that was, you know, all, he, he was, you know, sure. All in. His, <laughs> his generation, they like that it's stuff. It's different. I mean, that's why movies like the original Star Wars with the real practical effects mm-hmm. that just might've looked cheesy, but it was a real thing. I mean, the tribbles were tribbles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No kidding. Should yeah. we do one more beer? And I, th- then- I think that's probably good. Do we have time? Yeah, let's wrap up. So let's 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 full on say we are done talking about Isle of Dogs. Everybody good with that? I'm never going to talk about this movie again. Okay. <laughs> I can't promise that, but I'll stop talking about it now. Uh, go see Isle of Dogs. Support art. Support unique things that people don't put out every week. In case you didn't, guys didn't know, this this podcast is powerful. We made Jeffers see a movie. We got him out of the house. That's something. It can work <laughs> that for is you. Something. It can work for you too. Uh, but in the meantime, let's the power talk about of film. Let's talk about a Jeffers beer. All right, so I brought something to share with you guys. And again, we, we talked earlier about these hybrid beers. And I mentioned that we do some beers where we, we, we do a co-fermentations with a grape juice. Pre- you know, we, we collect the grapes. Sometimes we even stomp on the grapes. This is a little different. This is with a brewer, uh, winery up in um, uh, Paso Robles called Thatcher. And actually, uh, Sherman Thatcher is, is a winemaker now. He used to be a brewer at Los Gatos Brewing back in the 90s. So he went over to the dark side. He's mm. making wine now. Yep. But what we do is we worked out a deal with him where he's pressing his Zinfandel. He'll, he will press it that evening. That night, it gets shipped to us. In the morning, we pitch it into uh, our, our barrels with a little yeast, and it ferments. And so what you get is this, this fresh Zinfandel skin. You get a little color. You get aroma, but you don't get a full-on wine taste. Mm. And then it's, it's aged in uh, American oak. Okay. So it's... Um, you know, it's it's we do another one called Thin Skin, which is with Pinot grapes, and we call it Thin Skin because we thought Pinot Skin might be yeah, yeah, sure, we got you, <laughs> maybe inappropriate, 
But yeah, you're good off the mic on that one. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, that is pouring a lovely pinkish orange. It's hard to tell against the black. Oh, that's yeah, kind, kind of a salmon color. Sure. Yeah, the other pink meat. That smells lovely. Johnny, you want to slide me that bottle real quick, my friend? Or Jeffers? Thank you, much. Bro, I got the shortest arms in the room. That's fair. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, T-Rex. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you already know what percentage this is. You don't. Taste this, Johnny, and tell me what you think this is ABV-wise. Because I'm guessing, just on the way it looks and smells, you're not going to be close. I shouldn't have said that. Just guess whatever you think. That's really light, but you're saying that. like you're. No, I'm not saying anything. Just, just react. <laughs> I would say like fives. No. Yeah, you're super off. It's uh, it's eight point three percent. Yeah. So I mean, believe it or not, when we get these, um, anything with, I mean, when we do uh, juice, it's usually around nine or ten, mm. just because the the grapes come in at about twenty five, twenty four bricks, which is like the equivalent in maybe about twenty four play doh, which is a which lot. Which is the equivalent of. Um, I mean, what's play doh a measurement of? Yeah, we did this one. I mean, so on, on a general ago. level, if you want to do gravity. I mean, this is just a, a general, it's not exact, but if you multiply that by four, so a 12 Play-Doh beer would be a 1048 okay. gravity beer. So we're going to have to even dig deeper. Gravity. So go 24, you're at, uh, you know, uh, 90. I mean, it's a, it's a high gravity. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's huge. I guess I mean for people that don't even know what gravity is. That's an indication it, of it's, final it's, it's, alcohol. No, it's a, no? well, gravity is an indication of the amount of sugar okay. that's in there. So it's, it's before fermentation. It okay. tells you... That there's a lot of sugar, and if you can ferment all that sugar, uh, you're going to the yeast is going to convert that sugar into alcohol and CO2. So, so that's like an indicator of how strong a beer might be. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, in Europe they actually rate beers. They're like they're like eight, ten, and twelve, and that basically is the original gravity. And what that's telling you is that eight is light in alcohol, ten is medium, and twelve not high, but in terms of that scale, it's on the high end. Okay, fascinating. So. I think 24 is double that. Uh-huh. But anyway, in this case, the, these have already, most of the juice is gone, but there's still some left over. Yeah, this is like a spritzer. And then you get some color pigment from the skin. Yeah. And it has a distinctive, to me, American oak character. It's sort of nutty, coconutty. I got that coconut all yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, very tropical. We, we usually, we usually um, use French oak mainly. We a little bit with a little American, but there's a tradition of Zinfandel and American oak, and mm-hmm. we, we, we thought we would... Uh, to stay true to that this is so, like really good like, it's a porch drinker yeah yeah i like this a lot so i mean th- the other thing like you said you don't it doesn't taste like a a, a beer that has that kind of alcohol so no. careful yeah and it's 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 got mouthfeel to it it's uh, there's a tartness but it's not over the top it's fruity it's got a little wine character yep. there's a there's a significant oak i mean it's all integrated and it just sort of tells this really wonderful story i mean nothing is overpowering yeah in this it's all there it's got a yeah. nice balance yeah i get the tartness i obviously we've been talking about grapes but it feels very grape skin to me that tartness is lovely so yeah because when you say they press the zinfandel do you get the actual wine or do you get like the skins well, we that they press so there we get the skins okay. it's called pumice they throw it out yep. you know they get rid of it okay and you don't want it when it's too old because it doesn't smell good and it doesn't taste good okay but so with all that evening we'll just we'll We'll, and we do this with another guy who makes Pinot. We'll, we'll, they'll tell us, hey, we're pressing tonight because it's crushed. They don't, you mean, they'll, they'll give you that much notice. Mm-hmm. They don't know when it's coming in and it comes in and they got to do the same thing. They're trying to make wine quickly. They're trying to get juice, bang, or some sort of mass. I mean, they, I won't get into winemaking, <laughs> um, partial maceration or whatever, but it, it's, 
So they'll say, hey, we're going to do this. They'll, they'll run it through the press, and, and that is waste to them. Mm, right. Um, so we'll take it fresh. When it's fresh, it you know, hasn't gone through a secondary uh, an aerobic fermentation, which would then produce vinegar. Mm. Um, we don't want that. That's so, where red wine vinegar comes from. Well, it, it can. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you ever ta- have you ever smelled what spent grains smell like when they've been sitting out for a long time? Mm-hmm. It's foul. Yeah, it's not good. It's 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 butyric acid. It's isovaleric. It's cheesy, vomity. It's really gross. A baby diaper ish. Yeah. It's nasty. Well, I mean, this stuff kind of goes through a you know a breakdown too, and it's not pleasant. Okay. Um, but if you get it fresh, meaning within hours. Yeah. Um, so it's done, boom, boom. I mean, we're getting it three hours later. And we immediately get, we, 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 we pop that in. Uh, we'll we usually, uh, at that point, the beer's already been on wood. We'll put it in stainless steel, mix it, and there's enough yeast in there. We might even even pop in a little bit more wild yeast mixture, to, and it'll start to ferment again. Hmm. And there, as long as there's something there to ferment, Britannomyces will find it. Yeah. I mean, if even if there's nothing there, it'll actually uh, ferment the wood sugars in the in the barrel. Oh, wow. It's it's as I always tell people, it, uh, Brett is a true cockroach. Yeah, it's a survivor. It's why most people don't want it in their wineries or breweries because it's really hard to get rid of. Yeah, but if you embrace it, um, it's there. Yeah, it's in the wood, and it'll it'll, it'll live off the wood if you don't feed it. But and, it's much more much happier to have simpler sugars and what have you. So and it'll do a, all a lot of work. If there's something, if there's a carbohydrate in there, uh, the Brett will find a way to break it down and consume it. Turn it to what we love. There you go. I don't know Alcohol. if this, this speaks yes. to um, maybe a limited exposure to Barrelworks beers, but my favorite Barrelworks has always been Agrestic. Mm. I love that beer. And you know what the base beer of that is? Our our original beer, DBA. Is it? Starts off as DBA. And wow, that comes a long way. Yeah, it does. Huh. I mean, a complete metamorphosis. Yeah, I mean, this, but this is up there with that. This is fantastic. So this has got fruit, um, and that one is just basically DBA that's been aged in both French and American oak for anywhere from eight months to 42 months. Wow. I mean, meaning the, that's the range of barrels that we use to blend it. And I agree. It, to me, that's just a beautiful, rustic beer. Um, yeah. What we're finding these days is everyone wants fruit in their beer. Yeah, that's why I love Creaky Bones. Creaky Bones mm-hmm. is awesome. So good. But I'm more traditional. I mean, again, I'm, the old fart speaks. Sure. Is, you know, I like the more Lambic Goose style beers. So Is uh, that how you say that? Goose. Goose. We yeah. always say goose. Yeah. Goose. Goose. It's fun I, to say goose. Goose. Yeah, sure. You might be correct. I did goose. Um, yeah. Find stuff on there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm being correct. I Come mean, pie. No. It's fun to say goose. Goose, like a like, goose. like a goose, like, goose. like goose I just got goosed. Yeah. Quit goosing me. So it's yeah. I mean, I, I like those traditional beers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you add fruit, you tend to add more acidity, so they get more sour. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, to me, they just the the, the pucker factor is yeah. a little bit too much. And, and it's not even that; it just it satiates me. I don't want to drink as much. Yeah, of it. dude. The first time I had fafoon, I was just like, "What the shit am I drinking? This uh, is like acid. Acid. It hurt me." <laughs> Just a smell. Yeah, it. I mean, I think that again, if you look at the evolution of pretty anything in craft brewing, is we tend to like push the envelope early on. Sure, everyone's experimenting, and you know we get too hoppy, or we go for high alcohol, or we go for high acidity. Haze, bro, or more hazier mm-hmm. and haze, and eventually that pendulum kind of swings back to something a little bit more normal. Yeah, and you know the problem with that kind of nuclear attack where we where we <laughs> where we you know it's a arms race. 
is you know so people can say I you know I can handle the that ghost right. pepper beer right. or that Ugh. but it completely wipes out their palate so you know yeah while you're picking that up you're missing everything else about that beer I mean yeah. what, what's the yeast what's the what's the yeast doing what's the malt doing what what are the hops doing what is, what is what is the what are the barrels doing if they're completely covered up by acid then you're kind of missing part of the story yeah and you're just like chewing on a mouthful of shock tarts but i think we kind of all go there i mean that's just sort of the i think that's the american craft brewer way is we it's the american go, way that's we go it for is. it right i yeah. mean we go for it we, we go full throttle bigger right? yeah. and then we throttle it back a yeah. little bit so yeah. what's the brewery in uh, in san francisco that does all sours almanac almanac that's right the effect that I've, the effect that all of their beers have had on me is just the, the pucker. It's just so. We enjoyed that that fruit punch one though quite a bit. You know, I think they're dialing that back a little bit. I mean, it's true. The, I mean, they're they're doing a whole bunch of different things. Um, and if you haven't been, they have a new uh, facility That's in right. Alameda. I've not. I'm playing. Not only is it worth going to, but right next door is Admiral Maltings, which is a small craft malting plant, which is worth. They have a tasting room where they serve beers of people who buy their malt. It's, I mean, so it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trip well worth taking. Yeah, sure. Nice. You got some footnotes to yeah, look up when you're in Alameda. Yeah. This beer uh, opens up very whiny when please, it warms. Please, and I Jeff wish I could have some more. And it, you know, next time, maybe well, if there's a next time. Sure. Is I'll bring all the, uh, the hybrids. No. And yeah. we can try the Line difference. Them up, man. I'm on the fence. I mean, <laughs> you can, yeah. We'll have yeah. to talk after you leave. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. Thanks. But anyway, I mean, there's different, I mean, we do ones that are all grape. Um, we do this. Um, mm. We have a champagne one where we actually so you're saying, did yeah. a fifty-fifty co-fermentation. We actually stomped on the grapes. Your own damn. Which bare turns feet. out it's cold, man. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I didn't ever. It's it, those grapes. I mean, they pick them in the early in the morning. It's like it's like forty degrees down. Yeah. You can't feel your feet mm-hmm. afterward. Wow. But um, yeah, if you, you, if, you if you if you pick up any you know little ath- athlete's foot, that's me. There you go. Um, okay, great. Nice. But it's <laughs> some of that Jeffers cheese. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Speaking of isovaleric, mm-hmm. but the um, that was the nerdiest joke ever. Yeah, yeah what did you just say? Nerdiest joke of the show award. Yeah, <laughs> the um, iso. It's a compound that's sort of like like sour milk, cheesy. Okay. Um, All right. See now it makes sense. Um, so sweaty socks. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. Anyway, I won't go there. Um, Your isovaleric. So we did this, and then we we put it in. Uh, we did this with a winery. And then we used uh, uh, yeast off of an organic Chardonnay farm. So we used their yeast off the, it was like their organic uh, indigenous yeast. Okay. We used that for primary and then we popped it into some French oak barrels, aged, uh, fermented it, uh, did a secondary fermentation, aged it for a year, then blended it. And we then put it in bottles and we did it, we riddled it like champagne, which is the riddling process is you basically are bottle conditioning. You're adding a little yeast, a little sugar to the bottle. And you start horizontal, and you do a turn hmm. to rouse the yeast. And eventually, what you're doing over the course of time is you're going from a horizontal position to a vertical position. So by rousing it and turning it, you are uh, you're fermenting what's left to ferment in there. And then the yeast and the lees are moving towards the uh, the the neck of the bottle. Wow! And eventually, what you do is you freeze that neck, pop that plug out of yeast and lees, and then you uh, you basically cork and cage it. Wow. And that's how champagne is made, I mean, in a nutshell. And that a crazy ye- process. And so what happens is that yeast and lees sitting in there for that long, if you've ever had champagne, there's this creaminess to it. There's a distinctive aroma and taste to that, which is that lees character. And we have that in this, this, this beer-wine hybrid. And actually, we'll probably have about 100 cases of that. Here's the plug. There to we sell, go. 
to sell at uh, at that event we're doing in September. And that is go. September 29th. <laughs> there we go. Team effort. So, well, you know what? This is an amazing beer. We must rate it. No, we must not. Don't no, do, don't this do to that me. with me. Come on, you guys. Nah, it feels really weak as shit. It's gonna sound like you're. Uh, I'm your not rating. I'm not rating a beer you're... with the guy that made it sitting right next to me. I will cheers you and say this beer is. What delicious. if I told you that uh, the other guy on the label, Joe? I mean Jim Crooks. Joe. Yeah. Jim Crooks. I can't read. Well, I don't care <laughs> Jim, about his. Jim feelings. made it. So. All right. Well, if Jim made it, then I, I'm rating this beer no matter what. All right. Okay, go for Fortunately, it. Fortunately, I quite enjoy it. I would have, if it was a two for me, I would have said two, but it's like a nine. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the shit out of this beer. Yeah, I find the the lack of acidity and just that real bite, the overbearing bite, that's not there. No, this and, is super mellow and drinkable. No, there's no bite. I mean, yeah. the, the, the hops on this over the course of time. I mean, so if you look at this, the eight, we put the age on this, it's yeah. 10 to 16 months. That's actually a young beer for us. Mm. Okay. But over time, the hops will drop out, and we don't have a lot of hops in there to begin with yeah, because, no. because we want lactic acid to thrive, Yeah, and it doesn't thrive when it's highly hopped. No, I really love this beer. Number. It was like a 9.5. Nine 9.5? Nine five? This is one of the best sour beers. So let's climb the ladder. Since I'm on the clock, I'm going to say a 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Jeffers, question. Can we find this anywhere in this area? No. Ah, shoot. So what we do is we do five allocations, which go out to uh, places like Spikes. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then kegs will go out to places like Burgers and Brew, um, uh, uh, maybe Winchester Goose, someplace yeah, like that. Sure. But um, th- we do a several of these small ones. If you look at the uh, the case amount up there in the top, it's not much. It's no, probably three hundred. It's two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's not enough to do that. These are these are our little fun beers, and so we sell it just at our three locations in Paso, yeah. Buellton, and we have a restaurant tap room, uh, Pilot Brewery in Venice, California. Yeah. Nice. So that's where you can. But it it and these are beers that if we could blow them up, we we could, but we can't access the that much. You need a skins. lot of grape skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. and we need it fresh. Yeah. You know, we don't want it when it's turned into vinegar I'm, or it's breaking down and it smells like sulfur. You'd have to right. save that up for so long yeah. just to have a commercial release of this. So I don't think this could ever get big unless we found somebody who could provide us with that many. enough to do, yeah. um, you know, two thousand cases of this or yeah. whatever. So well, you know, the one thing we didn't say is this: this beer is uh, a year and three months old. Okay, we should throw that out probably. This is last year's. This was bottled, yeah, on January twelfth last year. So uh, we actually, you know, we do this, we'll do this every year. That's really... Is there a version this year out? Uh, Not yet. Okay. Well, that's that's something to look for. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Zin Skin. Very impressed with that beer. By Barrel Works. Yeah. Of Firestone Walker. Yeah. The great Uh, thing about these beers is they age forever. Yeah. What I mean by that, not truly forever. But, I mean, uh, look, it's 10 to 16 months before it goes in. Um. These beers, from our experience, we uh, Barrelworks is five years old, and the beers that we made five years ago, uh, I've gotten better. Sweet. Nice. And what I mean by that, I just that's my preference. But sure. that the the time in the bottles, like wine, um, some things get more pronounced, some things kind of recede a little bit, but they're constantly evolving. Hmm. So general rule of thumb, these beers will absolutely, no matter what, unequivocally get better with age. I would say, you know, if I want to say a no brainer. Three years, but okay, but I think five to ten. Wow, wow. yeah, bold. If, if you don't store it in the back seat, in your back seat of your car, sure, in your trunk, if you did that, you might have a beer scented vehicle, yeah, yeah maybe explode. So, so, when I say that, you know, proper cellaring meaning keep it below 55, mm-hmm. just like a nice bottle of wine. There you go, yep, I love keep it. Keep it below 55, and I, 
It'll last for a long time. Beautiful. Great. Uh, are we there, guys? I think we're there. I think we did it. Well, it's been a are real pleasure. Are you talking pleasure. about the buzz or the end of I'm, the show? Everything. Both. Uh, <laughs> Jeffers Richardson, been a pleasure having you on, man. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Johnny Summers. Pleasure. Yeah, it's been it's been a real pleasure. This has been awesome. Do you want to take us out, man? Yeah. So that's Max. That's Jeffers. I'm Johnny. This is Fresh Hop Cinema, and we'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.